Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, September 17th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a three, I'm going to say three, three part, Cheppy Space, Children of the Atom. Let's take a listen. Hey, Bruce, what are you doing? Uh, just give me a few seconds. Just doing something. I'm kind of getting some coffee ready here and just sort of hanging out. So I'm saying like, I just had to deal with a death like <laughs> in the last hour. So I'm kind of like. Just unwinding from that, kind of. Yeah, you got to just have another donut, Safi, and just chill out, chill, Max. You know, he is it sucks, but you. Well, these things are these are like normal for me. It's not like uh, it's not particularly uncommon. So it's just it is what it is. Yeah. It's it's it's, it sounds interesting just because I'm saying it, but it's like it's just a normal day. Yeah, I think also like getting called back. Uh, you're like you know. You're going into unwinding mode. You're thinking, yeah, I'm about to start hosting a space. It's going to be fun. We're going to have some fun guests. <laughs> and then you have to go back to work and like a guy dies. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, the guy was kind of like winded like on Thursday. And then he shows up and it's like he um, was only like there at the emergency for like maybe a f- within a few hours. And uh he just sort of deteriorated to oblivion in no time. It was like, oh, we weren't even sure what was wrong with him. We think maybe he had like a pulmonary embolism or something like in his lung. Because uh, mm-hmm. he didn't even have, we didn't have even a chance to check everything and do all the usual things. He just sort of fell apart. So it's it's always um, disconcerting when something like that happens suddenly and you don't have any clue. Well, you don't have an exact idea what happened, but you have sort of like a, a general concept. Another COVID death. This one, no. It was just a straight up embolism, I think. Well, he, um, I if I had to get, he lives in a society where COVID exists, so I'd say his death was probably COVID related. Come on now, it's, a, it's, it's I'm, I'm, I'm such like a, a COVID joker, but like I'm bored of this too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta come up with fresh content. Actually, almost nobody's really particularly um, like getting sick from it. Like I, I haven't seen any cases lately at the hospital. No, it's so, it's it's weird yeah. because the the rules are very stringent, and they want boosters, and they want two year olds to take it nine times a year. But like the actual COVID is becoming weaker and weaker. Sauce. And, um, Denmark, at least for us, at least for us, it's optional now, even among like healthcare people uh, where I'm at. So it's like optional. So it's not a big thing. Like I, no, it's not like I didn't tolerate the vaccine or whatever i had the usual stuff like healthcare professionals don't, don't really have a choice like there's just simply a matter of like um it's just one of those things that once it's been determined that that's the way the that like they're gonna go that's sort of like you just that's it like either you show up to work or you don't i suppose but at the end of the day it's like uh at this point like the whole thing is pretty minimal now i would say um like the number of folks who are really kind of uh getting hospitalized is basically minuscule to the point where it's um 
Yeah, it's just it's just like it, it kind of has gone. It's down the usual route of kind of like diminishing or whatever. So it's just typical for these type of things. I'm a Fed, so they make me uh, take whatever injection they come up with spur of the moment. You know, like hey, I just thought of some new vaccine thing, and then they're going to inject it into me. What as long yeah, as I want to have really a career, I have to take it. What says Zara? I just said that's just heroin. Also, hi Addy and hi Kate. Yeah, hey girls. Um, yeah, the uh, the yeah. Well, um, when when Addy's probably over at her like like weekend party thing, she's got something going on. <laughs> so we'll see how that's going here. Hey Addy, what are you doing? Did you, did you make it to your your like your reunion <laughs> function thing? Yeah, I did. I was there this morning, and then I got back to my apartment, and I was super drunk, and now I'm like waiting to go out for my friend's birthday dinner but everybody's here and i'm still resting but it might be loud in the background because my friends are playing music at my apartment so oh well why don't you go hang out with them then? no like, i'm like i'm like resting like, before we go out because i'm still really tired so i'm in my room but my other friends are like oh, okay hanging out because i need some I mean, this is the real party well. yeah why would i why would i want to hang out with my real life friends <laughs> when i could be online yeah, yeah exactly you can see them anytime but you never know if all of us are going to be online <laughs> at the same time i know, I know you, you like have to come on when you see everybody on this space so <laughs> yeah zara was just telling me about like the southwestern sort of uk area she's at like in uh like a nice little uh small town there and such by the ocean and everything sounds pretty nice and she said there were no healthcare providers there and we could probably all come there and and deliver health care whether or not we're licensed because they're so yeah. desperate yeah exactly well it, it was pretty much an open imitation you just have to be confident and believe in yourself and maybe just know a few big words like you don't need to know all of them but you just need to know enough to convince the average idiot and maybe just have like a some like uh, containers of sugar pills because you know the placebo is pretty strong so whatever they've got wrong with them you'll cure them with those sugar pills i do have an interest like the the particular area that i've been it's interesting like i could technically find um i could literally find a position anywhere in the world which is interesting because it's like a kind of a sought after thing so it's like like any any country in the world like uh theoretically i could move to which is a strange uh thing like it's not true of most professions i would think yeah i think that's the great thing about medicine to be honest my mum in the 80s she worked um in the middle east as a nurse and like the white nurses that had like major privileges um and like obviously alcohol and mixing between the genders was like completely illegal but her and all the other western nurses would go to the u.s naval base i mean army base whatever which and country saudi or where uh, she was in Saudi and the United Arab Emirates, so both. But uh, I think this was in the UAE. But um, yeah, and they all had like distilleries in their rooms and stuff. <laughs> um, and apparently they just threw parties all the time. So she would like go to a party all night there and then she would just go to work and do a 12-hour shift. <laughs> yeah, people go. People went out there to like make a buck. And, um, you know, there's this like this uh, like this idea that like you can make like double or triple for being like qualified in those particular areas and then like but the thing is it's like especially for women it's probably boring as hell unless you have something make something interesting out of it um but yeah it's like the the it's not like the, the saudi arabia is not exactly like the nightlife central or something so <laughs> it's like uh yeah they have these like compounds i used to have some 
friends that like their parents went to do like engineering work or something for like Saudi Aramco or whatever that oil company is. And would tell stories about the, the quote unquote compound where the Western people would hang out. Like it's like its own little, almost like a little country within the country and people would do whatever they want. They could dress however they want, that kind of thing. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it's a strange, strange, uh, like little world there. Like uh, she just saw like a newspaper ad, which was just kind of chilling. She was like, you know what? Yeah, I could do that. Um, and I don't know. That's one of the things that uh, I really like and that I'm trying to, I don't know, adventure, adventurous vibes, even if I can't quite just apply for a job in a different country from a magazine anymore. I've got the internet. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Addy, uh, so there's people from Hero NFT. They're like, oh. You've got like you're playing on Stargaze, okay? So because I kind of tweeted about it, and, and they're like, "Yeah, we'd like to send you kind of some free NFTs or whatever from their little project." And um, I've spoken to them before, like a year ago or something like that, when they were on Terra. Anyway, um, I was like, "Oh, maybe this is a good chance to like hit them up for like this little cat NFT thing." So I uh, so I, he he sent me one, and then like later when you have time, like when you're not like in any kind of rush or anything like like i'll show you how to open your wallet up i'll send it to you you can see it kind of appear there and like what you can do with it and stuff like that you can sell it you can kind of just hold it there but just so you know like how to look at it and what it's all about but yeah it's like some people use them as like little profile pictures a lot of people just collect them uh just like you know it's like in your invisible wallet nobody <laughs> knows you really have it but um it's just there and it's just kind of fun it's like this kind of uh I don't know. Imagine like a piece of art in like a safety deposit box. It's kind of the, the way you look at it, but you'll it's see. like your um, it's like your wife's ring in the safety deposit box. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just um, a little bit less valuable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's is this yeah, we can do that later. is this your first NFT, Addy? Um. Good. Yeah. Like these are some. Well, somebody sent me um two yesterday which was actually pretty cool but i couldn't figure out <laughs> how to oh yeah see them. i think home, home <laughs> sent you some i think but yeah. are they are they on like your metamask Addy, or i don't even know what that means they're in my no. wallet what i don't know he showed me he sent me step by step how to see them so i saw them for the first time a little bit ago but when i woke up i was like he said that he sent them and then i was like i have no clue how to find them but now i think i know um but were they based well, are they are they based um one's like a goth girl so like maybe that's like a little based i don't know that based. seems kind of addy vibes I, I i could yeah i could you see think that. i seem like a goth girl i used to no, be but of... like I, no but i could see it happening you know mm. Yeah, maybe when I was more like in high school a little bit, but not now. I'm pretty like regular. I don't know. <laughs> um, this is completely unrelated to the conversation, but I was just wondering how old were all of your parents? Uh, were all your mothers specifically when they had you? Like when mine was, she was thirty, so she was kind of up there a little bit. Mine was in her later 30s if i'm not mistaken i believe so mine was uh yours was 40 bruce mm -hmm. my family That's has always, always given birth late my mm. when i was uh, when i was born like my grandparents were already like 90 i think Pretty my crazy. mom was 
35 when she had my brother and my dad must have been around 40 when my brother was born and then i he was like 35 i think when i was born i wonder if i wonder if coach coach having been born Mm. from like a really old egg got like some very interesting genetics (laughs) yeah like Like just awful like completely destroyed like brain structure like the brain formed in a really odd way um just just like mangled and fucked up just like yeah after like the dna helixes they were like falling apart and shit it just did the best it could they just (laughs) the best they could yeah, over the years, the, you know I mean? the eggs replicated too many times, and they had Great errors, God. and the enzymes couldn't fix them. We like, could be a... making fun of disabled people. Like that's I'm not making fun of disabled people. I'm talking about genetics, babe. Come on. I know who we're talking no, about, our friend Coach, and we don't need to like make fun of him for being disabled or anything. So I have. Well, a, maybe... I just said interesting. Interesting isn't the same thing as disabled. Stop shouting. In any language. <laughs> Shut up. Calm down. <laughs> we're trying to listen to Sefi. He keeps unmuting himself. No, I was going to say, well, mom was 27, but I was going to say, like, uh, maybe uh, with Coach, like, there, there may be any number of reasons why his brain is addled, right? There was... Uh, did all sorts of experiences that we've heard of, like that could have modified this situation. So, no, like I Middle think. Eastern liquor clubs on American bases and all kinds of things. I think it's true, though. Like, like the sperms and the helixes and all of that stuff that we consider to be like, I don't know, like inanimate. It, we, we consider it to be like inanimate on some level, right? But it also gets tired. Like, I see all these things. Like, if you were to see like the sperm of an old man swimming towards an egg, it would look really fucking tired. And I think it's the same with like the DNA and the helixes and all that stuff. It's like, oh, we've got to fucking assemble this fetus. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, like a little walking steps. Addy, can I ask you a totally unrelated question to this conversation? Sure. Um, I just noticed that you post pictures of like this app that you use because you're in New York and it will show like, I guess, shootings or stabbings that happen in mm-hmm. Manhattan. Um, how, <laughs> yeah. how long have you how long has that been like uh, an app that you use and um i guess how uh frequently do you notice or do you get like alerts from it because i mean i live in ottawa and i've never seen anything like that and i just find it like crazy that there's so much crime happening in one specific area that they have to get an app for it you know well so it's called Citizen. It's not just a New York app. Yeah, 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 that's what I was... Yeah, not, everywhere. Not to step on top of you, but I'm on the East Coast too, and I was okay. going to say it's Citizen. So, it's like, it, it's GPS located, and it's tied into all of the 911 systems, as well <laughs> as private citizens relaying information, and it's the best thing since fucking white on bread, <laughs> you know, because it, it's weird, because when you travel... Uh, just from your general neighborhood to a different part of the city or now a neighboring city, you still get real-time alerts that aren't broadcasted on news. I'd rather just die without knowing all that shit. It's very enlightening because some of it's, uh, as we say in the business, uh, unfounded. It's just like like we just had 4th of July. And I'm in a very rural park area, but I'm very close to the metro, the, our, our major city. And there are so many reports of gunfire. And if you know, you know, 
the difference between a pop with a report behind it versus different shots and the cadence that they go off. But that went on for like a month and a half. The elderly in the neighborhood were like, I hear loud bangs at night and they're shooting. Oh, to be fair, that's really scary. Yeah. I heard a loud one at night. But citizen probably on the table if they're like little dog or something, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, what you do pay attention to is okay, in this part of the city, uh there was a breaking and entering into or home invasion. You know, but you know what was weird That's though. That's the value uh, of the Mac. citizen app. Yeah, there's what was weird though. Like back, uh, like when it was like the eighties and stuff, right? Like when when people started putting like kids' faces on milk cartons and fucking having like like everyone got afraid that like their kid was gonna be kidnapped and shit. Like that led you're, to you're talking about you're talking about the Joe Walsh days, man. Yeah, the Adam Walsh <laughs> or Adam Walsh yeah. story. Yeah, Adam Walsh story and all that shit, right? Yeah. So after that happened, now listen, right? I was in first grade. And yeah. into like fourth grade, like that was like an urban legend at my school. Like, yo, they'll kidnap you. Yeah, but like, no, but what happened was like the United States like went downhill fast as far as like kids like walking to school together, like, you know, like looking out for each other. And you, instead you went in your parents' car to everything and you went like, you know, like this idea of like, um, like kids hanging out together sort of took a nosedive, which like then correlated with. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just associated with like this huge like school shootings bullshit and all the other shit. Well, so, well, so, like, well, well here, well, I'm going to touch well, on two well, So what things. I'm saying is like and basically is that these apps like the thing is like, do you really want to know all that shit on a regular basis? The reality I, is you don't <laughs> like, oh, like that's your reality. My reality. I absolutely want to know. I want to know where my family and friends are in proximity to that. You know, I want to know who's shooting at them at any given time or, or, or how close are they to that at any given time? You know, are they bleeding out? But 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 speaking to what you were saying previously, you know, and it's funny, and I I, I don't want to go off topic, but Stranger Things, I just got into, and I binge watched it a couple months ago, all of the seasons. That was they got so much right. They got almost everything right. You know, everything because I, I I was at that age, I was playing D and D. You know, and it's 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 funny because we were so naive back then. And the reason why and the reason why I validate this now as an adult is now we're in the information age. Well, all I'm saying to you, man, is like if you give an app like that to a kid, right? Get oh, ready no, for I'm your not, kid to be I a would never give that shooter. to them. They're going to be they're going to be totally fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, this, I, I would like, never, like this is what happens. Never. There's certain like kid. amounts of feedback and paranoia that your body should not be subjected to that like exactly. that sympathetic drive. And it's like, it's not going to necessarily make you happy. And it's going to basically make you worry about shit that you didn't worry about before. And then it's like, do, are you really that much safer? Or is your whole family fucking going crazy and someone committed suicide? It's like, with the, like, if you're just like, go, like going crazy and stuff like that, I think that there's some real benefits to apps like this. Like, going back to the New York thing, like for me, I use it a lot because if I'm by myself and I'm like a woman and I see like, there's a, like, sometimes you'll get an alert, like man assaulting woman on the street. Then I know to like walk on a different block or something like that. Like I actually like, do really think it's like a safety thing. 
but it does. And you're like, is it me? Is it me? Am I the one being assaulted? And you consult the map, the map, and you see that it's right on you. And then you realize that that thing that's been pounding you in the skull was like two assailants. So here's here's the thing that I'm trying to bridge together. Right now, we're in an information age where we have real time data on real life events in our proximity. Back then in the 80s, we didn't. It doesn't mean that those things didn't happen. You know, they happened. We just didn't have access to it. I mean, how many yeah, people but have it's also a like, on your like, phone that goes off several states away? But that's 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 where we are right now. And, and yeah, people used a to big have difference between like using citizen when you live in the suburbs, like probably not that necessary and probably just like sort of would instill a lot of unnecessary fear. But when you live in New York, like, damn, like New York in the 80s, I'm sure citizen would have really helped out a lot of people because like similar oh, crime yeah. rates then and now. So I don't know. Yeah. I like citizen, but it's also like <laughs> I think Sefi heard like last night when we were on a space. Somebody was on my roof and like dropped some like stupid vape or something and it fell down my fire escape and I like freaked out because I thought somebody was trying to break into my apartment and like maybe I wouldn't be thinking that if I wasn't like you know always getting citizen alerts and stuff but that's a command from heaven you know what and 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 you bring up a very valid point of being sensitized in a new way and desensitized in a new way because eventually what's going to happen is in this information age, getting that information, it's not me, it's not me, it's not us, it's not near. And we get desensitized. We've gotten desensitized through the media and various other media outlets over the years that it's ridiculous. You know, like we're numb. I'm, to- I'm just saying you're, you're breeding sociopaths and uh, psychopaths that are going to kill you, <laughs> like the exact same people you think you're going to fix. So like the human mind cannot tolerate this on a regular basis and just like um it's like information it's like there's certain things you just don't need to know is all i'm saying by one six for eight really big chinese man or three four for eleven really strong black men but they've only got like they've got like a limb missing each so one's got one arm one's got one leg and one's got like i don't know like he's like retarded like one's got down syndrome so would you rather face like the really tall chinese guy or the three disabled black guys that are really tiny Chinese, Chinese guy. guy. Chinese guy, every time. I'd fucking break his arm and leave him to die on the pavement. I would have hope that I could fit into something that he couldn't fit in because he's so gangly. Well, but he's not gangly. He's, he's huge. He's like a... He's like is, a he like, is he in good shape? And is he capable of defending himself? Like, does he know any martial art? Unless he can Kool-Aid man like through a wall or something, I feel confident I could well, find something smaller to escape into. Huge. Sorry, sorry, you're interrupting Zara. Sorry, you go again, Zara. You know what, guys? I just think you need to just think about this and just be quiet for a minute and let the others speak and just think about this for 10 minutes. And then after 10 minutes pass, then you have to give a full answer. Katie, Coach, Sefi, what about you guys? What do you think? Wait, about which? (laughs) Like the Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who would I assault? Or wait. Uh, well, you have to be chose. Like it's like a fight. Like, you have to run into one of them. Like what, they're chasing after you in the New York streets outside Addie's house. There's citizen alerts like dinging left, right, and center. Oh, and, so you're like which? Like so you have two streets you have to choose, right? Because both of yeah. the, both the streets on the way home have this like war going on. 
So now you're like, oh, fuck, I got to pick between like this group or this group. And I'm just like, I have, it's like a really bad decision either way, but I have to make one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Zara, I would end up on the ground for both scenarios. I feel like you should believe in yourself a little bit more. I feel like, you know, sometimes you can like make weird noises, confuse them a bit, you know? Yeah, maybe if you start, like, especially I feel like with um, like the three like disabled people, maybe if you just start, well... Maybe the other way around, actually. If you just started like kind of screaming and making a lot of noise, I've done that before sometimes. And even like the crackheads will kind of back up a little bit if you mm. act Why like you, you yourself say- are on crack. Exactly. So. Like we can't physically overpower them, but we can like pull like the crazy card. Like, yeah, you can woman outwoman them, you know? I, you could still act crazy, but you could just act crazy. And then when they don't suspect it, you just kick them right in the balls. Like, you're like, now you're not having children. And then, like, you win, right? That's the worst. That's the worst thing to do in a self-defense scenario. When I took self-defense for women, they told me that it was an absolute disaster to try to kick somebody in the crotch because every man is expecting it. It's the most prized possession you have. You're going to protect it. You know to, like, tuck your leg in in a way that somebody's going to miss it. You're better to gouge the eyes. I think Tokir had a point. Tokir, how would you like to be kicked in the nuts? (laughs) <laughs> I would definitely not like to be kicked in the nuts but uh, in, in self-defense or in mixed martial art I hang out with a lot of these guys the most sensitive point is your nose because uh, if you punch there the nerves are like you know congested there so for a while you're, you're like you know the balance the sense of balance goes it's that or you have to slap the person behind the ears so if you slap the person like you know uh, it kind of like you know sends them in a certain shock, which um, like you know the reaction time goes a bit slow for a while. That gives you enough time to escape or enough time to run away from the situation. So in this in this instance, would I be um, like punching the three retards in the nose, or would I take the single? Uh, you know, what's like, the tall, fastest and the nearest? What is the quickest spot in the opposite human being to hit? Is it like uh, you swing a punch? Is it like you lift a leg to kick someone? What like if you just apply? Well, you normal, use your eyes. Like, no, burn like into be, their head. because the closest closest point to hit someone is a straight punch in the nose, right? So hold on, let's let's. Uh, honey trap is I think waiting for some comment here. We haven't heard from Honey Trap before. Let's. What's up, Honey Trap? Uh, Hi. Well, I was, I was going to ask earlier, why is it that the U.S. Um, Okay, I can't hear Honey Trap. Um, yeah, Honey Trap, you too. You sound like you're talking in a. You're like hiding in. But, but uh, coach, coach, I actually don't have very long to to be here. I maybe like thirty seconds. But I did just come come in here to ask you guys one question, and that question is: Do you have enough ApeCoin for full ApeCoin staking? Um, thank you. No. What is what is that? What is that coin? That is all. I hope you guys have a marvelous day, a wonderful day. I will have fun shorting that. What else today? So Tundra is ninja. He's like ninja, uh, ninja shilling here, like just showing up and just ninja shilling to Honeypot here. Who Honey Trap? I'm sorry. Uh, don't mean to be insulting. Um, mm-hmm. Honey Trap. Uh, yeah, maybe you can try again, Honey Trap. Maybe we can hear you a little bit better. Yeah, can you hear me better now? Yeah, it's better. Yeah, what's up? Well, I was going to ask, because um, you were talking about safety and stuff earlier, and 
I just don't understand what's made the U.S. crime rate go up so high. Because I was looking at some statistics from uh, back in the, you know, 90s murder rates and so on compared to now. And it's just insane. And I think uh, in 2021, it was at an all-time high since 20 years ago or something like that. The answer to that, in my opinion, and I'm saying this is someone that's like not like super like either way, would be liberal DAs that are lenient on crime. That's like <laughs> that's the answer, basically. But why it, would anyone be lenient on crime? It's because actually it's like a liberal. It's actually multi-angle for the for the for the answer. It's come. It comes to the economical side. It comes to the side where people with bad uh, intentions have guns. Where where people with good intentions are highly, really not gonna get guns. Uh, in the, the New York State, uh, it comes to multiple, uh, multiple re- reasons, if I may say, not just one or two. Honey well, trap. Do you, do you I happen think that's to have the a weapon? biggest one now? Yeah, Honey Trap. Do you have tend to like? Do you have a weapon that you brandish? Do you like maybe shoot criminals or what, what's your thing? Yeah, do you have like a Glock nineteen or something? <laughs> no, I just kept getting accused of being a Fed here, and I said, "Oh, come on! I'm not. I wouldn't be a federal agent. I'd rather be like a a Russian Honey Trap or something." Hmm. Uh, yeah, like I think seven R started getting into like really complicated like economics talk, like maybe like money has some effect on poverty and maybe that affects on like all sorts of crime and whatever. But uh, the the real question here is like, Honeypot, what would you do? Like, I mean, I'm sorry, Honeytrap, would you what would you do? Would you like, um, would you take on the single lanky Chinese man that's gonna assault you, or would you go down the route of the um, three disabled um, black men that are going to assault you because there's like two only two roads you can take on both on both sides of the street. You only have one way to escape. Like which one do you prefer? Yeah, and don't remember. I mean, don't forget the, the height of the Chinese man is six eight, and the height the of the black men are four eleven each. Well, it doesn't matter. A nine millimeter can stop all of the above uh, with one pull of the. Tr- but me personally, my home defense weapon is my Alaskan Malamute. Well, but but Mac, like, uh, and, and 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 that's because my kids won't access my firearms, and even if they did access my firearms, they wouldn't use it. Even though I use them, I take them to the range. They they're paralyzed by fear. Yeah, but that's but, not entertaining. But, what would you do at this in this scenario, though? But what I would do is, they have, and I have a, a chalkboard in my kitchen with uh, Sam's number seven R, you know. And he will fly an AR. Don't say my real name, man. I, 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 I didn't say your last name, but but yeah, he he will fly an AC, uh, A1 360 above, you know, and and like you know, like in in Call of Duty, you know, it's like the old heads called Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, the gunship will just circus circle my area and drop all kinds of ordnance. Honey, honey trap. Do you have any idea what Mac is talking about? That's the real question here. No. Yeah. So, um, so Google AC one thirty, and the pun was seven uh, R, who's in our space, who's a speaker, is an airplane pilot. He's the only one that probably got that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what it is is it's a very heavy uh, military aircraft 
that was used to transport equipment and troops. And mm-hmm. Vietnam era, it was refitted with just everything except howitzers and high caliber guns. And they would fly at low altitudes and just demolish square miles. I feel like I'm. Uh, this is like a like a, a reading from the encyclopedia or something. Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, I I had to connect the joke that nobody got. Okay. Hey guys, um, I don't have much time left. I actually have to leave. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I hope all of you have a wonderful day. Um, as always, and yeah, take care, everyone. Be safe and have a great evening. Good lord, that's a long goodbye. What, like, where are you going? Are you going on like some trip for a month or something? No, I'm just going out to see my friends. I'm, I'm not going to okay. be on the photo space. I, I, I don't know. I care about you guys. I just want you guys to have a good evening. It's oh, friendly and caring. What's wrong with you, Sappy? Gosh. Love the brother. I mean, most of us, I mean, he's doing what we should all be doing when we exit a space. Dima, so do you ever think, do you ever like have dark thoughts um, and like try and hurt yourself? No. <laughs> what? I, I don't have that much. I'm not a narcissist, but I do love myself too much for that. Uh, anyway, uh, Safi or Kathy, uh, the hell your name is, you uh, you made fun of my point on the economic side. Try to uh, face a guy with three days without eating anything and tell him, I'm not going to give you your, your wallet. He's probably going to slit your throat. No, that's not true. Wow, that's brutal. But yeah, I guess it's possible. Maybe. I don't know, Zara, what do you no. think? I don't know. I, I just feel like. Well, you haven't lived where I have lived. So no, you don't know. Okay, but the thing is, first of all, you've got like a really random accent. There's a bit of like Northern English in there. Like I don't, but I don't know if it's mixed with like Iranian or Pakistani or what. Um, so I was kind of distracted trying to like decipher your ethnicity, and I didn't really hear the words you said apart from slit your throat. And if you just threatened Sefi's life in Sefi's own space, I think I didn't threaten anyone's lives. I'm, well, I'm to just me, telling it him. sounds like you I'm just threatened Sefi's life. Sefi is a life-saving doctor. All right, so. And during the COVID pandemic, he saved thousands of lives. Thousands. Uh, with all due respect, he didn't threaten anyone's life. I gave him a scenario that can happen to any one of us. When, when facing someone who doesn't have no. anything to lose. No, I, try, not, I, I yeah. think the, the, the key is to maybe like steer clear of that, uh, that maybe like rabid group, right? Like maybe go to the movies that day or something instead of like hang out with those people. Well, 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 doc, he's, he's got a, he's got a valid point. Um, depending on where you live it, and you as well as I, of all people know that the random factor you can't account for and you have to live your life, but you have to yeah. be hard about it, you know? Like, I spend just as many hours as you do, Doc, away from home. And I was serious about home protection. I got a wolf that will... So, out of the... the, I know no one will take my firearms. Yeah, let me just kind of, like, clarify a little. Out of the maybe 20,000 or so deaths I've seen, uh, very few of them would have been prevented by any sort of, like, uh, like, serious rationality. So of all the people that I've seen starving to death, like actual people that uh, are like, you know, just basically not getting nutrition, for example, uh, 
Right. Uh, and you're talking on a macro. I, I, I get it. But no, I, I mean, I'm talking about actual reality. Like, yeah, and that you're talking deaths. about the macro versus the micro. The micro being wrong place, wrong time. I think yeah, but you're, really the point is you're not going to know when your micro is going to happen. My point is exactly, all the deaths, like what ends up usually happening is, is like people don't realize that something bad's going to happen and it just does. So like this idea of like somehow preparing for it, like if, and I deal with everyone from like, I don't know, serial killers, uh, people who are special forces, people in like all sorts of people, like, like any, any number of killer you can possibly imagine. I, I deal with that on a regular basis. Hey, and, yeah. uh, train here uh Mm -hmm. the uh air traffic controlman for the uh u.s uh air force they 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 come here so in in context uh the first transformers movie the guys that dial in lasers and yeah those guys yeah they come to philadelphia for that uh, at least for for the medical portion of their training they're based out of uh arizona yeah. Sefi, how many of the 20,000 people that you've seen die, how many of them were prepared with wolves? Because I think your statistic is skewed by not including well, no, no. I'm, the I'm wolf, the, wolf factor. I'm, I'm the anomaly. I'm the only one, and it's not a wolf. It's an, the closest uh, genetically uh, dog that's an actual dog, but it, it's an old-ass breed. You actually in Malamute. Is, is so, no, 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 I don't recommend it? that. Is, is I, that I, I'm just saying that just fits my personal... Uh, situation because i have firearms and i know that if there was a dire emergency that my children and my significant others wouldn't utilize them even though they're available but the dog doesn't care dog just wants to protect i trust dog's instinct you're kind of making it harder for me to think imaginatively and have fun because part of why i like these spaces a lot is because i really like making stuff up um like making up stories and making up creatures and i think we all do so maybe we should talk about like that and like you can make up a story about like creatures instead of firearms okay wait a minute so that story a while ago about you being married to doquan and him eating his his um offspring was fake well no that's um, called what I'm I, I, well, I, I, you clearly weren't listening very well because um, I was never married to Doquan. He was my uncle and he killed my uh, son. So he was more sort of like a um, an evil like outside force, like an alien of some sort, rather than you know, anything romantic between me and him. He was sort of a Chinese entity. He's not a person. So, so, so uh, actually, it's Korean. So, Doc Sefi, remember back in the day when we were in primary? school or elementary school yeah and we have books called choose your own adventures yeah yeah for sure that's just basis <laughs> did you did you always like uh maybe like put your finger as a bookmark for the thing and check each page uh, and listen, i just made sure that like you know i told mom in advance that i had enough money you know for the book day because they, that was fiat out of pocket you know i needed like five bucks to just like get the you know and they had the dungeons and dragons choose your own and they're were well-written books but it, the unique thing about them was you made a choice and if you did choice a you fast forwarded to page 13 if you did choice b you went to and you had Zara, to read Zara, i think i've decided based on this discussion i'm gonna go after the chinese guy and pop him in the nose is that fair that's really brave of you and thank you for sharing the truth so, so, so you- that's your option. My option is calling uh, 7R 
and have him dialing in an AC-130 in love language. You got time to pick up your phone. But what is the situation like? Why are they attacking you? Was that a baby? Well, you go stop and ask them for their motivations, okay? You try that. No, I, I want to hear more from the baby. Of, like, they're trying to steal something from you or, or what? <sighs> like, type would be the reason. Well, I, like, I think the, there's an extremism to, like, calling a gunship in to take out um, a random dude on the street, right? It's a little bit weird. Like, can you imagine, like, uh, this big airplane comes into Manhattan or whatever? Uh, you know, like, I think you're going to get your friend 7R in trouble. I think that's, like, probably not a great plan either. Well, no, that's that's that's. You can just I I can just give you some some info on the dark web. Pay someone fifteen k in 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 Bitcoin. And he can he can take care of uh, take care of what, anything you want to get take care of. It's oh, easy. just go with the vigilance. Seven R isn't telling you. Is I'm also going to have a chartered flight on standby, um, and he's going to be my personal pilot. After man, the gunship, man, I'm I'm richer than you. I'm not going to be your, your private pilot. Uh, well, well, I don't think you are. I mean, we're, we're comparable. We, we we had some nice runs. Like, I don't know. Steffi wasn't in the room when we blew up Terra Luna before it was a Terra Luna classic, and it dropped five zeros. So, uh, and that's one play, not the docks, but just saying Steffi news. Did you grow up playing a video game Streets of Rage? Because it was like a game where people are constantly, thugs are constantly attacking you. And if you press like the C button on the controller, a cop car will roll up with like a rocket launcher and shoot missiles at like the thugs. And that's what you reminded me of. You're calling no, an airstrike on these people. Mind, I do remember that. That was probably like 88, 89. That's mm. what's influenced your fighting style ever since. Oh, no, I'm, I'm being facetious. Absolutely 100% right now in the space. But but you're 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 dead on. Like I remember that. Like uh, like if you remember that also in that same genre, there was a game called Narcs where you were two cops and you shot up drug dealers and you took their stashes and upgraded your weapons. It was a side scrolling game. So I'm going back to like this is the Reagan era, the end of the Reagan era. So probably eighty six. 85 into 86, you know, it was one of the games that had like cool graphics other than Dragon's Lair, you know, which was a whole different thing. But anyway, don't get me talking about video games. I'll be dominating the space. Zara, what did you have for uh, uh, lunch? Did you take like a picnic to the beach? Like what was, what did you, how did you, did you survive? Like just not eating? What did you do? I mean, it's kind of embarrassing, um, but I, um, wait, what should I have? I was gonna say I just had a block of cheese because I, I was walking. I, w- I was going out into the hills and I just had a block of cheese in my bag, and I didn't have anything to drink, which was kind of stupid. Um, because you know you need something to wash down your block of cheese with. But the oh, thing is, very important. What kind of cheese? Well, now now you ask in such an aggressive and interrupt interrupting sort of way. I just I feel I feel like I'm retreating into my shell. You know, I feel like. Uh, I apologize for interrupting, but but I just for the first time this week, cooked halloumi. And that's my new favorite cheese. And I apologize, but it's like cheese is my thing. That's why I was asking what kind of cheese. And if you had answered that you also ate halloumi, then we would have known you were like soulmates forever. And he just wanted to take that chance. No. 
Um, and look, Kenny's left, Addy's left. Honestly, yeah. the vibes are going downhill, and we've only just begun. So I think maybe we should just sort of shift the vibe of this room. Hmm. Hey, Lucas, uh, what kind of chaos are you up to today? What are you doing? Well, I've been uh, I've been DMing Bruce some for most of the day. Sorry, we're keeping each other out of the space here. Is it raining there? Yeah, yeah is that here in the background? That might yeah, have just been my faucet, actually, but I have the faucet on and it's raining. I left I, uh, I left one of my cats outside. I left one of them inside. They found each other on opposite sides of the window. They're totally destroying my window screen. They're just tearing through it. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Piece of advice, guys. Do not come to live in Canada. It's shit. It's fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it's kind of like a... Just embarrassing overall that Canada has that much land and there's like eleven thousand people or something. Like it's like the Alaska of countries. Yeah, it's shit, and uh, it's it's raining here too. I can't. Wait, what's wait. what's the problem with Canada now? It's not good. No, it's uh, it's a communist fascist uh, country that no one lives in in, in here, and uh, people are too nice. So you don't know if you want to hate it or love it. Well, hold on. What's wrong with too nice, Sam? Like you got a lot of indig- indigenous people there, and that's probably we've got the. Believe me, the best part about Canada is the indigenous people. They are the the they they, they are the, the people who live by the nature for for the nature. They don't give a fuck about anyone else, which I love. I love them a lot. I hang out ar- around with them in the uh, in 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 their sides of like the wilderness. They are really nice people. Uh, uh, the seven, are you? Are, you, are my you, problems? Are you so, in the so have you ever seen a moose? I saw a moose once, and I tried to tell other people about how ginormous a moose is. Like, it's like the size of a house, and people think that I'm, like, exaggerating. And, like, and mooses so, are like dinosaurs. So, so a moose is three times bigger than a horse. So we're, uh, you're in what? You're in the Vancouver area? Like, where, where are you hanging out with the natives? Uh, no, mostly between Man- Manitoba and... Uh, how do you call it? Al- 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 Alberta, because uh, I have flights, local flights between here and there. And uh, I had to, uh, what do you call it? To, Mont- to Quebec from time to time, too. Do you do like little private planes? You got like. Uh, no, I, I own my own plane and I work for a private company as well. Like I said, that's the getaway guy. You sound, you sound French. You want to call him? I uh, yeah, I've been raised in France. Uh, I lived there. I lived in France when I was a kid. Both in France oh, yeah, and in the UK. Ah, uh, bien sûr. Uh, both both in France and in the UK. Very cool. No, Bruce, what are you up to over there? Eating? When uh, yeah, I'm just cooking a steak. When you guys mentioned the moose thing, though, JK, you got to meet yourself, man. You like uh, doing your truck shit in the background. Um, but yeah, you reminded me of the moose thing. There was a thing a few years back. It was like the fucking mega moose. Did you see this thing? It was a picture of a moose on a road and it looked fucking massive because it, it like crossed the entirety of the two, um, the two like road directions. Let me try and find this fucking thing. It and then there was a load exists. of, yeah. There was a load of like, like the average person thinks like a moose is like a big like deer or like a, like a caribou. No, those things are fucking massive. 
and I yeah. wasn't an adult until and I found that. Of debate as well, like like people were debating, like, is this just perspective or is it so fucking big? Let me try and find this thing. One sec. Uh, guys, try to Google moose riders. There's some moose riders out there back in the nope. day, but but now it's illegal. When I went to Alaska, they were telling me it's just a common thing that like a moose will decide to cross a road and sometimes it just it decides in the middle of the road like i'm just gonna take a break here i'm just gonna stand here and you're just fucked like the road just has to be closed for like 30 minutes until the moose decides to move because nobody can like there's nothing you can do you can't even like push it with your car no you have nothing to do uh the same for bears as well for grizzly bears or actually black bears we can kill if 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 we want to because they're overpopulating the place here but for grizzlies you can't even touch them if the moose blocks your road that's when you you just call 7 hour for evac he's got nothing to do he just comes into this plane and like swoops down and grabs you i it's actually, pretty it's pretty awesome i actually landed in multiple empty high uh how do you call them like uh country roads just just for fun when they're empty i'll just be landing taking a piss then taking off is that like <laughs> legal or is that you, you're allowed to do that or no i'm assuming no uh, so since you don't know my identity or anything about me who, who gives a fuck <laughs> well yeah i mean what i'm saying is, is like is like are you worried that you're gonna hit a car or something or I said empty country roads in the middle of nowhere where there's not even a radar or telephone signal. Oh, so like if you, if you like try, let's say you're trying to take off, right? You're pretty sure there's no cars anywhere. So it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah. So like you can see, so when you're on an, on an airplane and you are 8,000 or 9,000 feet, you can see way, way far. You can see someone coming from way, way far. So you just circle down and land, take a piss and take off if you want to. But it's up to you. And if you get caught, just take a fuse out of the engine and tell them I had an, an engine emergency. Well, your voice isn't distinctive or anything, so I think you're safe here. I'm going to take some notes. If I ever have this problem, I'm going to take the fuse out of the airplane and... Uh... Tell them I had a, an, an emergency. I didn't call for a mayday because my, my radio didn't want to work. Gremlins, man. Gremlins on the wing. Yeah, this makes perfect sense. Um, hmm. I saw a baby fox in the red one. It was so small, but it was a cat at first. Sophie, what have you done? I, when I first joined here, there were like four more girls in here, and I just cooked some steak, and they've all left. What happened? I don't know. We kind of got into some sort of discussion about, like, I don't know, crime or something based on some app, and it just went downhill from there. Yeah, they were discussing uh, Canadian crime practices and crime rates in New York, and all that stuff. Women don't like to think about it, so they just kind of started dropping out. Like once every ten minutes or so, we lost another girl. Let me let me go to uh, Katie. Just message me. Let me read out what she said. Maybe she'll give a description of why. Okay, she said, "I have no idea what's going on. Like I'm not following entirely. It's like old man boring talk. I zoned out entirely, but I'll be back maybe later." Yeah, she's she's just like her brain has glitched out and she just left. Yeah, really. so Katie is so blunt, but also beautiful and eloquent with her words. Um, I think she'll Kate never, also messaged me something similar. Yeah, she Katie Katie will never like confront you in the space. Like she's too shy for that. 
but she'll always message me like a long explanation. And I love that, like her honesty. So for you guys now, like that's why she's left and that's that's the effect you've had on her. Uh, guys, I need to go watch my Twilight uh, movie right now. Uh, see you after. Wait, uh, girls are coming back in. You mm-hmm. mentioned Twilight. They love the sexy mm-hmm. undead. Well, I, I I have my own sexy chick here, so I don't I don't need any sex any more sexy chicks. Anyway, have a good day, guys. See ya. Okay. Bye. The Twilight movies are actually good. I don't care. I'm not gonna pretend it on my phone. Honey trap, it's really hard to hear you. You're like way far away. What about now? Yeah. I get the sense that it's not just like the audio, but it's also some kind of disability. Like um, like her mouth can only open a little bit. You know what I mean? Like lockjaw or something. There's something a bit kind of spazzy about it. I feel like maybe she's one of those people. You know, like when somebody opens their mouth too wide and it gets stuck, or like they they wake up in the morning after a kind of a night of maybe seizures or something, and they just can't open their mouth, and then they have to t- talk like through their teeth. I think that's something yeah. going on. No. I'm glad we got that settled. Um, uh, (laughs) Zero, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Sefi, man? It's been a long time, bro. Uh, (laughs) Glad to see that you're still doing spaces and stuff, man. I really, really enjoy it. Um, No, I just wanted to come up real quick, man, to um, DMAC, man. You, You run off some pussy, bro. Like, good God, you fucking mansplained. Every fuck nobody gives a fuck about your dog. <laughs> it's a dog, man. Like, come on. Hey, it's mostly one. <laughs> the room was full of women and you taste them all off. Congrats. <laughs> it's it's quasi wolf. Well, if we start getting to like the genetic makeup of wolf breeding or whatever the fuck, right? Like it's this is what's gonna happen, right? It's like not quite I don't know. Anyway. Uh, hey, Midas, what's up? How, what, what are you doing in Mexico there with your cartels? Fighting the good fight, bro. You know, um, I just posted uh, about this um, phrase that I think it was coined in the United States in the Constitution. I'm not sure, but um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong about uh, what happened to innocent until proven guilty. Right. Because I've been thinking about it and. You know, a lot of people on the crypto space are kind of like this kind of fascists that just go around and, you know, whenever something bad happens, they start pointing fingers towards um, specific persons and they just like forget about, uh, you know, this this um, quote about innocent until proven guilty. I come from a country where it's pretty much the other way, right? Um, you're guilty until proven guilty. Uh, innocent and it's quite fucked up because I, I know people who got into jail and are still in jail after 10 years they haven't got any um jury or any law just um checking them so yeah just wanted to share that because i think that there are a lot of stupid you're, you're people com- on on the crypto sphere nowadays that you know just want to point fingers for whatever reason or whatever bad thing that happens to them without taking any responsibility for their actions. That's the only thing that I wanted to say. Thank you. This was was a Midas public service announcement. Um, Have a good day, gentlemen. (laughs) 
so uh by this you you uh you, you woke up and you're like i need justice for the world i need to fucking save everybody from whatever so um not really you know i, I was just uh thinking about some of uh or uh, some of the people on the on our old community and what happened to them and how you have like some greasy dudes just pointing fingers without uh, a, a real court of justice like you know actual people who know what the fuck they're doing or supposed they're supposed to be to know what they do but then you have like this stupid anons that um just jump and start making baseless accusations and you know uh they start like getting all but, the crowd rowdy. but like take take zara here for example right so there's these uh there's these uh, there's these girls in her village and they profess to be witches they have been casting spells and like maybe hexes on people uh real problem right in southwestern uk uh region right like it's it's coast it's a bad vibe it's making the water too cold and all this sort of shit right so the village people they decided to take it upon themselves to make a fire and a, and and put up a like a what do you call it like a, a uh like a post you know tied the the witches to this thing and um her and her family decided to just like burn these people at the stake right would you think that's reasonable justice uh Midas? or do you think that maybe like they should have gone to court or something for these witches yeah bearing in mind that the court is very heavily witch skewed and like the court actively participates in making the water colder along with it all those like nasty people you know would you not have done the same thing as i did no burn the witch yeah, yeah exactly exactly just burn them why wouldn't you have midas well, well because witches were deemed at the time people that just migrated here from the Mediterranean Mediterranean area where they could swim. And if you could swim, you were considered a witch. And the trials that you had to go through, and ultimately there was no winning the trial. There was no justice there. Your ass would die. Burn and, the witch. Yeah. The um, thing is, Midas, what you're talking about here is how unfair it was under sort of the premise that they weren't actually witches and they weren't you know doing like spells on children and making like pregnant women have disabled babies like you and you know all this sort of horrible stuff several papers on impurities so i mean i i could tell you you know being a quake myself you wrote papers on witches yeah throughout grade school middle school and high school yeah i'm jesus christ you're like a regular fucking wikipedia man i'm well no i'm i'm just uh wikipedia no. Oh, well, yeah. we, we we know what he's not. What he never is in. He's and reading. The thing that's really weird is, I have family members that are into Santeria. Um, and on a flash, it's like witchcraft. But that's one of the oldest religions in the world, and it's really weird because when the African slaves were brought here. Whoa, 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 we're going off the deep end here. Wait. Oh, no, 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 no. Are we going to burn the witch? Hold on. Let him go. This is going to be hilarious. This will make my Go for it. Go for it. I'm going to give you a cool historical fact. So modern day saints, because the gods and their deities, they weren't allowed to worship. 
they attributed to Catholicism and saints. So Saint Anne might be Shangol in Santeria. Sort of like, you know, with, with the Brazilians and the, their, their capoeira fighting style was disguised in dance. They decide their worship in Catholic saints to this day. Just, just a fun fact. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to leave that alone. Mm. So, Midas, uh, has your, uh, have you been, uh, has your stance on justice changed, Midas? Do, do you think we should, uh, like, maybe read maybe some books or something, maybe Wikipedia and change our stance? Or do you think just burn the witch and fuck it? He doesn't mm-hmm. want to commit on a uh, recorded space, right, Zara? I think, I think what he's complaining about really is the fact that uh, social media and a lot of these online communities revolve around sound bites more than anything. I sorry, revolve around what more than anything? Sound bites. Sound bites. I don't. I don't know what. When you say sound bite, I think of like a. I don't know why, but I was thinking about like chicken satay bites. Um, buy them in supermarkets in the uk pretty easily um they come with like a little bit of like mango chutney that you can like dip man- the little chicken bites in i haven't had them in years but i used to have them a lot mm. interesting have you had those coach no i what when she says sound bites i remembered the image that came into my mind was one of those old yamaha keyboards you ever had these things sefi you play a bit of instruments or something. Um, I bought one of these like very old uh, Yamaha keyboards, like in, I don't know, like the late nineties or something when I was a kid and uh, used to be able to press like the very end button and it would go like DJ. <laughs> so I used to do that all the time. You'd play like a tune and then you'd, you'd like move your hands to the right and press like the very end button. It would keep going DJ, DJ. Yeah, I did the same thing. Well, I didn't do the DJ one, but I, re- I used to um, put on the demo music and then pretend to play the piano. By the way, Carrie, do you want to speak? Um, and tell your daughter I said hi, by the way. Katie, what do you think of this whole like uh, way this discussion is going? This justice thing, this vindictive uh, witch burning? Like, What's your take Honestly, on Honestly, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I've been in and out. So I, have, I don't know if any of you have played Roblox before, but this is my first time. I'm in a mermaid contest. And yeah, that's oh. what I'm doing. <laughs> Good to hear everybody, though. Well, 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 no, I, I've never played Roblox, but my kids for the last three years have been obsessed with it. And just with them being obsessed with it, I had, had to inquire on what the hell that is. And I, I actually invest on them. They're, they're on exchange. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's um, actually it's cool because you get more points if you take like math and science than you do Mom, if you just. That's not... All right. Tell them what it is then. Uh, tell us what it is. Tell us what it is. Billion games on Roblox. There's no way they know what this is. There's about a billion oh, games on Roblox. There's no way you guys know what this is. Ashley only played every game in Roblox. Does she play Bed Wars? My kids are play, Bed Wars. I usually oh, yeah. play either like Royal High, Murder Mystery, or um, Rainbow Friends. Good game. Mystery games. Love those games. What are we playing right now? So, so hold on. How, how, how much does mom pay a month in Roblox? Oh, oh. Shut up, Gina. Shut up. Shut up. My kids hound me for it. She does. She used to 
she used to spend she's yelling at me now it's don't now you can farm for points right i'm so lame do you hear her oh my god mom but but you know what the the thing about it is on a structural basis you know at the core it's actually brilliant and 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 i'm it's a positive thing for our children because they can invent their own games and any game designer will tell you what a game is is nothing more than structured play at its fundamental okay, thank level. Thank you, thank you. Oh, but like, I really want to hear that. Terry's daughter that's speak that's a little bit more. So I just saw that woman leave. It's okay. She doesn't. She's not. She's not feeling it. <laughs> Come on, this is like the space. You're on like Bruce and Sefi and Zara's space right now. Do you know? It's like cool, found. Yeah, I thought we were burning witches, not dissecting Roblox. Your mom is so cool, family. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'm just going to play this game. She wants a little attention. Um, but, you know, I got my peeps. I wanted to say hello. Thanks, Doc. We appreciate you stopping through. But yeah, I, And I'm glad that I have a peer that understands how adamant our children are about roadblocks. And it's a great thing. It, 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 it opens their mind because... They can, it's like a sandbox where they can create their own games. Um, yeah, uh, Mac, we, we know what Robux is. Hold oh, on. No. I've never, I'm not like a, I'm not I, I've a never heard of it. Uh, I, I need it? to, my kids have never played Roblox. Tell me more about it. Yeah, what is it, D-Mac? Zero. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's, uh, it, there was a world editor in World of Warcraft back in the early 2000s where you could take, the given code and create your own mini games. So what roadblocks is it's there's given script and code, which is very simplified and children can create their own games. Most of is them saw the roadblocks just like the same thing as Minecraft. Well, yeah, it's, it's very similar in that it's in infinite world on what... the same thing as like Fortnite as well. They're like Fortnite, Minecraft and Roblox. Structure. Not the same game, but I don't understand. There's a huge difference. <laughs> let me tell you about it. Yeah, I'm not really interested, JK. Thanks. No, no. The cool thing is, roadblocks is it, it taps into the children's inert creativity, and it doesn't matter. It, it's it's not a monetized thing. It's like if if your kid that's four years old or five years. Oh, old, I think you meant uh, innate creativity, not inert. No, 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 inert. What? Um, basically, <laughs> when I have children, I'm gonna make them use all of their childlike energy mm-hmm. to like make stuff, like physically. Uh, like yeah. I'm gonna make uh, when I have doors, I'm gonna make them sew me like really fine dresses. Yeah. yeah when like, I have boys, I'm gonna make them weld at a very young age, like even when they're newborn. Um, use kilns to like make our pottery works, and the same token. But these kids now, regardless of if it's popular or not, it becomes popular if it's fun. And if it's fun, more kids will play and it becomes viral. You know? Okay, but the thing is, if I if my daughters, my future daughters, they make me a dress instead, I've got that dress for life. It's free. And it'll probably be a much higher quality. Oh, Meanwhile, yeah. I won't give them Fortnite or what any stupid games to play. Hey, Karen, Karen. They're going to come out a bit retarded. You know that, right? My son actually has something to chime in on here, uh, by the way, because since Carrie's daughter is talking, right? 
my my boy has a, a comment about Roblox, and here it comes. Uh, if my child ever plays Roblox, they're not going to get any internet access until they're 21. <laughs> Thank you. So- <laughs> well, yeah, it's like- is that what you say, Seffi, to him? What's that? Is that, is that your real kid? Do you say that to him? That's, no, that's what he said. He was listening to this discussion about Roblox and well, hold talking on. about how... how, how yeah. So, Carrie, like, he's... It's, he, he has the opposite viewpoint here of Mac. You know, can I just say, so it's, and she's going to yell at me, but it's, it, it is pre, um, preparing you for these like metaverse universities and stuff like that. Like I was working with someone today or yesterday about this women intense NFT project that I'm doing, not to shill, but like eventually they're going to be going to university, not, not full-time universities in the metaverse, but taking courses, teaching courses. So I don't know, there is some prep work for the future that could be helpful for her playing Roblox right now. And also like, it doesn't make as much mess for the mom. Like you, when she used to like play and make things, I'd have to clean it up all the time. And now she does still do that, but then she plays inside her, her tablet. And so, you know, it keeps things really tidy and you have less stuff. That sounds really terrible. I know Zara. But I do understand. <laughs> value it. It's a true sandbox that we never had as kids where the child's imagination isn't monetized and they can do whatever. I think it's kind of monetized, right? Like well, the, the, the they don't make anything, but the, the, the monetization comes from a different venue. The monetization, mm-hmm. any, any kid can go on there and play popular games. Any kid can create his own game and the I robot, created Fortnite. Or the what do they call them, what do they call it? Robux or ro- whatever. Robux. I just love that Steffi and I both have our kids near us during spaces like these. <laughs> I think well, that's well, the with my wolf at the park, but but they'll be back very soon. And if this is still a topic, I will put the experts on and explain the value of Roblox. But I'm gonna start doing like a little voice and I'm gonna be like, Oh my my daughter's here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> And then I'm going to, like, make the sailors and stuff. I hate Minecraft. <laughs> but, yeah, other than them being a pain in the ass about, you know, I need Robux cards for, like, birthdays and Christmas. Like, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I actually looked at it, and I saw what it was, and I identified with what it was uh, because it's an expansion on a mod from World of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's, I agree with you. And I, I mean, my, my kid's 12 years old. He has friends that he grew up with since preschool that have moved all over the country or whatever. And through the Internet, they connect. And just like we're connecting right now, they connect and they convene on these games. If I want to punish my kid, I on Thomas Lockdown. That, lady and gentlemen, is your time. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting the sense that you tried to install one of those, like, uh, you know, those phone protectors with the UV glue and some of the glue slipped into your microphone hole and it got cured. And uh, it's probably never going to come out. So she has uh, something stuck in her M hole. Yeah, she's clogged up. She, she might she might just be holding the phone upside down. You should flip it the other way. It feels like the, the microphone is somehow like inside her skin. 
the, the thing I remembered is, is there was a really fat guy in Mexico. It was in the Guinness Book of Records, like 1999 or something, like an account. And then I read like the, the extra story to it on the internet, I remember. Um, it was this really fucking fat guy. I think he weighed like 400 kilograms, like 800 pounds, like really, really heavy. And he was in his bed for such a long time that eventually he had some health problems, like, uh, I don't know, maybe some kind of heart thing, or it, wouldn't, it wasn't pumping blood around his body properly or something. And the, I think the Mexico ambulance service came to take him away. And like, they had to cut away his, his doors and shit to get him out and like cut away a part of his house. And they think they had to get a crane up to the second floor and somehow like move him through the window. Oh um, yeah. The, the issue yeah, was, yeah. I remember issue, that guy. The issue was that, that even though they did that and they made the space, they had problems getting him off the bed. Because what had happened is he'd been in this bed lying down for such a long time that the bed sheets themselves had fused through his skin. So skin is always replenishing, right? It's always, it's always replacing itself. Like if, like all the time our skin is replacing. And he'd been on this bed for so long, so sedentary, that the, the, the skin had grown over the fabric of the bed sheets. So you were looking, it was like just completely enmeshed. Um, I don't know why that came in my mind, but like, yeah, it feels like the microphone is maybe meshed in the skin. Yeah, I saw a guy one time. He lost a sandwich in his skin folds, and like years later, we found it. No fucking way! How how fat was he, Sophie? And, I'm and like, what's the, the sandwich is for legit? Like that, we saw that. that how was fat? How fat was he? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Like five, six hundred pounds, but like you know, like mm. he just put down his sandwich, and next thing you know, like years later, I guess he forgot about it or whatever, right? That's I'm pretty nice. Like what, what the filling was of the sandwich. Yeah, was it like, I was going to ask, you know when they, they keep like McDonald's burgers out and stuffing and they barely decay, was there some kind of effect? Like the, the sandwich was really preserved during the fat folds, you know what I mean, by the warmth and stuff? Yeah, it wasn't really preserved. It was pretty gross, but anyway. I guess Sefi like picked up it. Like, it was like a tuna baguette, <laughs> a five-year-old one. Like, um, on like- each on youtube there are those guys who order like war rations from like 100 years ago or 200 years ago and they open them up on camera like they're they're kind of vacuum sealed and they open them up and like there's a little piece of chocolate in there and like a little preserved sausage and a bit of cracker or something and they eat them on camera like this is have you ever seen this thing it's like um if you look up yeah i've seen all these war rations and stuff really good um what else i'm gonna say yeah yeah sefi i was gonna ask like what's the what's the fattest person you've ever dealt with like in hospital like what's the the most humongous fucking fat guy or woman you've dealt with i think like 700 pounds remember i had told you that story of how we used the the shamu scanner at SeaWorld to uh before ct scanners were large enough right no no yeah you might have missed that story yeah i was thinking about this recently i i've a really i have a coworker who's been gaining weight at just like a ridiculous rate and uh he broke his uh he broke his desk chair recently and so i started looking up what the weight limits on various like pieces of furniture are and i realized that once you pass a certain point i think it's just like a logistical nightmare like you can't go upstairs you have to check every time you sit down on like a bench or a stool or anything people can't invite you over for dinner because there's no way to support you yeah, so they make so the same thing is true of like CT scan tables, right? So we had this issue where like we would send people to the Shamu, you know, you know, or SeaWorld, they have that killer whale that orca, yeah. right? Yeah, so they have a CT scanner to like maintain or like you know, check and see if it has like whatever uh infections or what have you, right? So we periodically send people to that because the regular human scanners weren't big enough. Mm. 
Is there even any point in that though? Because I, I knew this really fucking fat guy, a family friend of my dad's, and he had some kind of heart problem. Um, one of his valves was not working or something. And they scanned him and said, you've got this issue, but you're too fucking fat. Like you need to go and lose weight, um, do a diet or something. Otherwise we can't help you anyway. So do you have situations mm-hmm. like that where it's like, you know what's wrong, but, but there's just, there's no You can't even up. reach it, right? Like you've got to push like 37 cubic yeah. meters of mass out of the way to even get to the thing you need to operate on. Yeah. And, and they'll probably die anyway from something else. Do you ever have that stuff? You're like, just, just go away and lose weight. I've heard of it a lot. And apparently sometimes they just can't. It's also like, I mean, it's like you were saying the CT scan tables obviously need to be upsized, right? But it's like, it's everything. Like, how do you transport them? Like, you can't fit them in a car. You have to get like a, like a Ford E-Class van or something to stick them in the back of or like a school bus everywhere. They only go in school buses. What if they need to fly? Yeah, you, you can't even fit them. It's not even like, oh, just buy like a second airplane seat. Like, that's not the problem. It's not the it's not the width. They're too <laughs> they're, they're too big in the other dimension. Yeah, yeah. They can't even slide into the row. Seth, are you still here? Have you gone? I'm going to drive through. Give me a sec. <laughs> OK, what are you ordering? Can you order on uh, on audio for us on a seat? He's becoming the 700 pound man. Do you think someone who uh, gets to 700 pounds maybe doesn't want to move and just wants to just be there? But that's Mm -hmm. not true. They always complain about that. They're like, oh my god, this airplane seat should be resized for me. They do want to move, apparently. Yeah, I think it's more probably like compulsive compulsive behavior. I find that once there's this, like, they get past a certain size, like, the option to move is sort of, like, removed, which is interesting. Yeah, they just give up. It's like it's like there's an escape velocity when you get outside of the atmosphere. You just fucking it's like over. You fucking propel. Sorry. Wait. Uh, I was just going to say there's a lot of learned helplessness once you get to a certain weight. It's very hard to like yeah. uh, even conceptualize the fact that you can go back to how you were. Um, and I like you know you've got loads of fat on you, you're like estrogen maxing all the time, you're like the serotonin maxing, you're just like a helpless little rat drowning. And then because you feel like shit because of that, then you'll eat even more. And then that's just the loop people are trapped in. It's not just pure gluttony. It's a real like a vicious cycle. And mm. when people try and look for answers, they just are told to do intermittent fasting and like a jog for 20 kilometers a day. And it's like, and and eat like artificial sweeteners or whatever. It's just gay. Yeah. Are you speaking from experience there? Yeah, I used to be four hundred and fifty kilos. Um, so yeah, like I actually had a problem with my lungs and Sefi took me to SeaWorld <laughs> and he put me in the C T scanner. Yeah. And it was really weird because obviously it was designed for whales, so he made me put on like scuba gear and then get in the CT scanner. But obviously, like, there's a lot of magnets involved in the CT scanner. <laughs> so yeah. the, like, scuba gear was, like, really highly pressurized and, like, metal and stuff. So I ended up getting, like, rattled around inside this underwater, like, prison. And um, the sheer stress of that made me actually not ever want to eat again because I just couldn't really think straight for a while. My brain was, like, jelly, getting slopped around my skull. Um so yeah, the test didn't find anything, but I lost it all. How did you lose it? I just stopped eating. Yeah, Zara, if you could if you could have a job and your job is that, okay, so so SeaWorld contact you and they say like we've selected you out of everyone in the world to do this job and we're going to pay you uh, like $5,000 a day 
And your job is that like but Shamu the dolphin is really fucking aggressive and sociopathic. Christ. Um, Shamu the dolphin is really fucking like psychopathic and it's going to kill one of the trainers unless you do this job. And your job is to like wank off Shamu the dolphin, like make it ejaculate. It takes like, I don't know, 20 minutes to build up and maybe foreplay. And you have to like tickle the belly and stuff and like stroke the beak and maybe like, I don't know, whisper like kind of children's stories and things like that because it really likes the tone of voice. Um, you have to do that every day, wank it off and make it ejaculate in a bucket um, in order to save the trainer's lives. And they'll pay you like $5,000 for this. You only have 20 minutes of work a day, then you can do anything else like the remainder of the day. Um, I don't know what that is, like 5,000 times 365, you're earning like- Bruce, Bruce yeah, that's in, America, a year. in America, they call that Cirque du Soleil. Have you ever seen Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, but this is what? Zara's moment. No. Why is my microphone fucked? I don't know. Yeah, Honey Trap's really clogged up here. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this is like the best that I've been able to hear her all night. So I actually think it's getting better. I think it's a mindset thing. Well, I hope so. I don't know what happened. Have you got like a headset and you need to, what usually like when I sound like that and I hear myself back, it's usually because I got a headset and I connected it and I left it in a pocket or something. I feel really bad because I can hear your tone of voice and like it sounds like you're saying like, you know, like you sound really nice, but I can't make out any of the words. No. And then I turn you up really high, and then someone else talks, like uh, that DMAC guy, and it's like a blast in my ears, so I get kind of traumatized, and I don't turn you up the next time. It's really, try, really annoying. Try reconnecting as well, because sometimes spaces fucks up in lots of ways. Yeah, we haven't heard from DMAC in a while. I kind of miss his voice. I think he's, um, I think he's playing Fortnite. No, it's fine. Uh, Katie messaged me and said DMAC is boring anyway, so... Um... We'd prefer it if he doesn't speak. Okay, what about now? Is it better now? It's so much better. But anyway, yeah, so the answer to about the, about the dolphin stuff was an obvious no. Um, but what's and, the specific reason you wouldn't? Like, if it's going to save lives, it's like, it's nothing personal. Well, just... first of all, I don't really care about the lives it saves. Like, who cares about someone that works in fucking SeaWorld? Grow up, get a real job. Well, it's your um, second of all... Your sister is the trainer who is swimming with Shamu every day. Well, the thing is, if she was that close with Shamu, which by the way is a weird gay name, um, then why couldn't she do it? Why do I have to do it? I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that. No, and also no. like dolphins are just weird generally. Like I think they're beautiful, especially those pink river ones. I think those are really amazing. Um no. and I drew some dolphins yesterday actually. So it's Shamu. funny that you mentioned them into polygamy he wants to explore like new new kind of uh, relationships and stuff like he enjoys yeah. the swimming relationship he's got with your sister but like he wants something more it's like not no, satisfying really it's, kind of like, it's kind of ruining my evening of it. i don't know why you're making out these really horrible malicious stories um yeah the answers are no but also i guess it says a lot about the world that we live in that this ultimatum would even come to hand because he should be in the wild like you know, getting like plastic rings stuck around his neck and like, you know, yeah. fucking dolphins. Like, sh I shouldn't have to be doing any of this and I wouldn't. But yeah. The, the reason I'm mentioning this is because, like, the related topic, Lucas had a load of problems with his cats until he like started diddling them a bit. Um, and, and then like a lot of the problems went away because females in heat and like really fucking horny female cats, they just create a 
massive fucking mess. Um, they get really fucking annoying. Like if you're trying to work, they're always rubbing against your neck, like jumping on your lap and stuff and acting like you should fuck them or something. Um, so like one of the main things you can do with a horny cat that's really fucking annoying is, is like is do do like a light massage of his clitoris. A moderator on the Malady server. Why isn't he on there anymore? Jesus Christ, honey. We can't hear anything you say. And you're also interrupting me very rudely. Yeah, it's like just loud enough to where it's like annoying, you know? Lucas, I can read I can read the little uh, dictation down at the bottom though. Yeah, she was saying something yeah. about she was saying something about like I thought Lucas was a moderator on a Milady server, but I don't fucking know how to use Discord. So they they tried to get me to moderate things like eight billion times and I just kept being like mm. I can't I can't use this shit. So I don't think it was me. That's a shame, because you do seem like a you seem like the kind of guy who would really thrive in a moderation role. No, I'm too agreeable. I just let everyone do what they want. They kind of just run around destroying shit, and I'm like, you know, if that's how they feel, I think it should be allowed. I used to teach tennis lessons as a kid, and that always happened to the the kids. Uh, they would just start hitting the balls around randomly or, like, sword fighting each other with the rackets, and I, I would just be like, you know, that's fine. Like, you can, every, all the other coaches would be scrambling to break up the fight and stuff. I find the whole idea, like, funny as fuck. Like, putting you in a moderation role. <laughs> It's like a complete like squandering in the most ridiculous way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't like it, it lasted maybe 10 minutes because I mean, your discord probably is the same way, right? Like you log on and it's literally like as soon as you're online, you get like 150 messages instantly from like crypto spam bots and they add you to like all these servers. And it's like I have to spend just like probably an hour going through and leaving all of these servers and deleting dm requests from people who like it's just like a bot farm before i can do anything on discord lucas i got a question for you what why do you why do you think discord is the preferred tool for crypto i me personally i do not like discord i have no idea i've thought about this all the time i think it's just because everybody was used to video games and they like all all of the gamer people went to crypto not necessarily all of the gamer people but like all of all crypto people have probably used discord before coming to crypto i can't think of any other reason because like there's no like it's literally the shittiest platform ever telegram is so much better Ooh, that's a hot take why is telegram better uh I want to say because you like in Discord, there's not a way for me to just turn off the ability for everybody to harass me with 8 million notifications, right? Like you can kind of make it better, but like I, I have no idea how to fully turn off all of that shit, make it so nobody can invite me to anything. Nobody can message me. Nobody can like send me friend requests, all of this shit. And on Telegram, I just don't, my shit doesn't get blown up. There's like one button. You can like disable DMs and friend requests. It's like in your settings. One button. Yeah, it's like one button. One button. Because like, to try and find it. I think the thing is like uh, with Telegram, like the tough part is like you can't really follow conversation very easily, right? Like with Discord, you have like threads. You can like easily separate combos and whatnot. But like with Telegram, it's just like madness, which is fun in its own right. But like, yeah, no, I also I also tend to like the transient sort of nature of all of it in the same way that like I think Twitter got worse when they added like a search functionality to DMs. I thought it was better when it was just like 
you can scroll back three days or as far as far as your phone lets you go without uh having the whole thing crash to shit but now that it's like there's this search feature and it's broken so it's it doesn't really work but like one out of 20 times you can successfully search for a word and find something that somebody said like two years ago and i think that sucks yeah it does suck i like the impermanence thing remember we were talking yesterday sefi about the like tibetan sand paintings like where they in in uh, Tibetan Buddhism in some certain like um, sex or if you like, they they make these really beautiful um, like sand drawings. They they cover on like different colored sand and make like a really beautiful drawing, like a sunset in a valley or something. And then on a certain day, like at the end of the month, after working on it like thirty days, um, they just drop it and it's destroyed in like one second. And I always like stuff like that. Um, it's like really beautiful, like the destruction. Yeah, they came to my middle school one time and they did something like that. They spent like, it was like two whole days like working on this thing and it was really pretty and then they just fucked it all up at the end. It was great. I don't like anything as well, like anything too, um, anything too private, like a closed Discord server where you have to be a special person to get an invitation or something or like a, a weird like pokey fucking telegram. I think a really funny uh, crypto project would be to have like you, so you start a crypto project and then all of the meetings and stuff you have on Twitter spaces. Like people can listen, like anyone can listen, anyone can observe. But like say it's me and Sefi and, and Midas and Lucas just talking about like the, the latest plans for our crypto project. And we have this rule where we force ourselves to do absolutely everything in the open. Like nothing can be private. Like if if like one of us messages another one in private, we're like, you're fucking fired from the project. Like no, no fucking privacy. Everything needs to be transparent. I think that could be really fucking funny. Like we, we have to do the whole thing in public, Twitter spaces. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I think um, the first open source crypto project probably be a big hit. Yeah. I think the thing about Discord is like, if you've never used it before, it is so overwhelming. Like, just incredibly overwhelming. And then, like, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, I feel like that's just because it's like black with white writing on. And if they just switch the colors around, it would just be really simple. There's just so many panes and panels and shit. Like, you have like, the messages, the private messages, the group messages, the servers, then you go to the other and you have another sidebar for people within the server you're viewing. And it's just like, everything's always sliding new panels in and out, man. I'm too fucking old for this. I can keep track of one, maybe like two panels and like a settings button. I I just can't get through this endless navigation of, uh, it's like it's like a riced out Linux desktop server, right? Where you've got like your tiling window manager and you've set it all up to run your terminal only and you're just spamming through these with a bunch of keyboard shortcuts. Like I'm too old for that now. I just have to use normal uh normal user interfaces. Last night I slept like three hours because of the space, but I was determined to fix my sleep schedule. So I'm starting to um crash off five hours early. Yeah, I've never been able to pull off that thing of when you get shitty sleep, you just stay up for the next day. I always wind up screwing it up in some like horrible, dysfunctional way, like going to bed in the middle of the day the next day or taking a nap and then still continuing my shitty sleep schedule. Yeah, I know what you mean. I uh, just, I don't know. Just one wall comes outside and it's fine. It's kind of cold. So like the cold wind just wakes you up. Um, what did you go out to today? Bruce, are you still uh, addicted to Polaris or not quite? Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I just had it on. Did you hear it? It's fucking good, isn't it? No, I haven't. I haven't appreciated it yet. 
<laughs> I, but I notice it sounds like very, um, I get like autism vibes, like it's very geometric or harmonic or something. It's like, well, what, what he does is like, uh, so what's special about uh, Dead Mouse is what he does is so he's, when you're listening to the progression of the music, he'll always throw like little, um, like unexpected, um, like notes in like the timing will be off or the note will be like not what you expect and it tickles your mind so that it's like super addicting so like if you listen to like uh like yeah polaris or cephei or something like that like they are really really like like they're just almost designed to tickle your brain to the point where it's just absolutely addicting it's interesting he's like it's all very intentional i think people don't understand like yeah yeah the, the genius of the guy the one thing that kind of blew my mind was when I learned about arpeggiators and how like a lot of what he does is just arpeggiators with like what you just said, the note variations are just like a single note, but the arpeggiator itself that's like constant is like you pressing one key on your keyboard and then the keyboard automatically playing the rest of whatever is in that scale for you. Oh, no, no, no. Actually his, his yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like there's a lot of keyboards like Nords and things that will do exactly what you're saying. But actually, his are actually um, like individually designed. Like so, every single sound he actually has created using like this massive bank of analog devices. I don't know, Bruce. Did you watch that video a little bit where he has that like wall of shit on the side of his studio? Like that's uh, that's basically one, this uh, yeah. German. It's like this German brand of like um, analog uh, synthesizer devices. And then he takes all that shit. He records it into like this into his computer. And he has this like bank in his head of like different sounds he likes to use that's like uniquely his own or whatever. So he combines these different things. And then he, he doesn't necessarily use like an arpeggiator. What, what uh, Lucas talking about is like where you put in a note and it like will automatically sort of play a bunch of like chords and harmonics and whatever for you. No, he, th like he's actually sort of manually doing it. Like that video I sent you, Bruce, like where he's on a Twitch for 14 hours and like you can see him produce these tracks. So he's using all sorts of little like... Um, kind of effects panels and things that he shapes the sound with and uh and then he sequences the the music but yeah it's it's all manual though it's not it's not um he's very much against this idea of like uh having the actual music be kind of automated in the way we think about it but like it's pretty amazing stuff he's he's a real he's like a real serious like composer in my mind like he's he's like the mozart of these whatever edm you know type of genre so I, I think a lot of people don't appreciate like he, they see the mouse head and all that shit and like the shows and everything. And, and he's actually like he designs actually the um, the light shows and everything he does. He's like a real showman uh, in that sense. So while he's not necessarily like up there playing like a musician is the entire show, like the ambiance, the music, the lighting, everything is sort of built to to flow together, which is pretty sick. Like it's a, it's a, it's quite a production. It takes a serious, like, uh, like the guy's like always sitting there smoking, always staying awake with like, I don't know, coffee and stuff. And then he's just always just producing. And it's amazing how much stuff he puts out too, uh, in terms of like productive content. Uh, you saw him, Bruce, like, like that was like a 14 hour session. He put that song together. Most of us couldn't put that mm -hmm. shit together if we spent our whole life. It's impressive. It's very yeah. good. What's your favorite, uh, demos track or, or album? You know who's also really good? I don't know if you guys like Hans Zimmer, you know, the 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 movie yeah. score guy, right? I just know what it's on. Yeah, the, Z Zimmer's kind of like the sort of like modern day whatever, the the you know, the 
I don't know, maestro or whatever the fuck you want to call it, composer. He's actually uh, like the. I don't know if you've ever watched. Uh, have you guys ever watched one of those masterclass videos? Have you seen that, Coach? I was, I was gonna say no, that, no. that's where I got the arpeggiator thing from. Was from the Dead Mouse Masterclass. Yeah, yeah. Check, if you kind of watch his, uh, like, yeah, Dead Mouse Masterclass is cool. Uh, Hans Zimmer's is very good. Like, it's it's just interesting, kind of watching how like geniuses work and like how easy it is for them. That's the, that's always the cool part. Like. It's like something that would take you just days and days to get something like that right. If you've ever played with those things, uh, even if you got it right at all, and they're like coming up with it so fast, it's just, the speed is what is impressive uh, in a way too. I will I will say though, I just feel like do we not think that's uh, what comes with like just years of putting in work, right? Like you kind of get yeah. to a point where it comes naturally to you. Whereas like I don't know, there was probably a period of time where it took them a lot longer to to come up with something that was maybe not as good. Yeah. What's interesting about him is like his, uh, his uh, to me, like his uh, quality increases as time goes on and or his, like uh, his mastery of the craft, you know, these people that like, I don't know that they, they, there's some artists and whatnot, like they have a hard time, you know, producing fresh content that's good or something like that. And uh, yeah, just, just the, the ability to just kind of stay fresh is, is hard. N- another group, Bruce, you might like is M83. Um, uh, I think they're UK based, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, I like them as well. I think, um, yeah, I think there was one of them in the, the drive soundtrack, the movie with Ryan Gosling, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, M83, I think did some of the soundtrack for like oblivion, which is that like Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Uh, they did uh, like they did the soundtrack. To, I don't know if you have you guys seen the snowboarding video of Travis Rice, uh, Art of Flight. Uh, if you if it, nobody's seen that video, like it's one of the coolest so sports videos of all time. Yeah, it's really amazing. Like these guys jumping off helicopters and shit, and like jumping onto these like Colorado and like um, you know like Canadian mountains, just you know just like snowboarding off just wickedly high places. Yeah, but the soundtrack was fantastic, Bruce. You just, it just, uh, it's gonna, bl- it blow you away. You should definitely watch Art of Flight. You're gonna love it. Uh, I think it's on like, I don't know, you can find it wherever. Uh, but beautiful, beautiful, uh, like cinematography. Everything is awesome. Like you saw it, Lucas. Hello. Lucas does a thing where he like, if if there's a little bit of bad vibes or boringness, he like disappears into group chats and stuff. He's very, um, <laughs> very much like a cat. Like you wave in one direction, the cat fucking turns his head. And he's, like, he's in Discord. <laughs> yeah. He's searching for the button. Lucas also I tried that. that actually. It was it was pretty bad. I I searched for the Discord app on my phone in the process of trying to find where I have the Discord app in my app folder. I got distracted by a notification that pulled me into a group chat, and I've been there ever since. Yeah, I fucking hate Telegram and Discord. Every time like someone's like, "Oh, join this Telegram group," uh, like, "Yeah, I can't yeah, wait." Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite format so far is Twitter Spaces for sure, like of everything. Um, just the most like human as well, and the most like potential for different things. Demon, what have you been up to today? Not much. Just listening on your guys' compo, looking, buying some NFTs and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Z- Zero, uh, what kind of drama are you creating today? Uh, well... Um, I, I came across, um, I don't know where he oh, went. <laughs> can you hear me? And Pantera, he's just kind of lurking there, like a little Panther looking thing. Can, mm. can anyone, can anyone hear me? Zara, did you fall asleep or what? Uh, 
No, she's writing like abusive tweets in the background. You see no, this? I was just um, I was just looking for a textbook on cosmetics, like biochemistry cosmetics, because um, I want to learn about it. But I I got tired at one point, and I just <laughs> I actually I, I meant to go onto my uni website to then like use their like logins for stuff, and I just searched school on Google <laughs> like on the search bar. And I was like listening to Sefi and I was just looking at my screen trying to figure out why it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I'll get there eventually. Hey, Zero, I can hear you. Yeah, my phone might be wigged out. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. So, uh, Bruce, like what, what, like what were your favorite toys when you were a kid? Like, what, did you have like voodoo dolls or what was your thing? Like, I, I imagine you like maybe putting pins in voodoo dolls and making sure that people like get like you know hurt on the arm or something somewhere mm, what i what do you, i didn't hear the first bit of that it was like what i like to do as a kid no like what kind of toys do you play with oh um i had a load of like wooden blocks that i used to build stuff out of and then like i used to love destroying things as well like i've always loved that um for some reason like the whole impermanence thing uh, i used to like making like big constructions and buildings out of wooden blocks and then like kicking it over and like I'd find the the kicking over more satisfying than the actual creation, which is funny. Or like I'd I'd get my cat to run through it and shit, <laughs> and then it'd like fall on the cat um, or destroy it. And uh, I remember my mum was like, "What are you doing? Like well, that you made such a beautiful thing, like the architecture and stuff. That was amazing. Like why why did you just destroy it? Like I I'd, I'd say like to my mum, like come see this thing I've made. And the, like the moment she saw it, I'd fucking kick it over. <laughs> Like, like um, <laughs> she was like, "What are you doing?" I was going to take a picture. Like, you should remember these things, these preserve these things. And like, um, yeah, the same with like, um, I remember I'd write like stories and, and poems and stuff, and I'd, I'd like want to destroy them. I'd like rip them up and throw them in the wind or something. Um, I always had this weird destruction thing. But yeah, I think for me, wooden blocks and like connects. You ever heard of that stuff? Yeah, so, yeah, loads of that stuff. Like just building materials building building interesting stuff i did that did forever you, did you ever uh build card houses you know i'm talking about um no i don't think i did i don't think i did but yeah it's just a lot of that building stuff like connects and wooden blocks um and a thing called meccano as well which is kind of like screws and metal rather than plastic um and also just like loads of exploring the woods and stuff like gathering uh sticks and like making little uh like like gathering really big sticks and making little huts and stuff with them, stuff like that, like a lot, like exploring the woods with my friends. Yeah. That like, you know, the other thing that was fun was like the little, have you ever had uh, like a lot of dominoes? You know what I'm talking about? The little things you play the game with. Yeah. yeah. And then you do that. Like mm-hmm. you stack them all up and push them over. Right. Uh, did you ever have a bunch of dominoes to do that with? No, no, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Safi. Yeah, that, that like you, you make it as big as possible. You have it like going to different. There used to be this thing on TV and they used to show these crazy, like what they call domino rallies. So as a kid, you see that shit and you're like all inspired. You're like, hey, wait, like, uh, you know, I'm going to do this. So like you got to get like a crazy amount of dominoes, though, which is like, uh, like, why would you buy these things otherwise? Right. So I don't remember where I did this, but like uh, and I don't know why I had so many dominoes, but uh, I think they used to sell them in like big boxes at the time because people got it went into like a craze for a while. Uh, like, you know how, like, hacky sacks were crazy? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Those little, like, leather ball-looking thing that you kick around? hmm Yep. Yeah, there's, like, there's like every few years, there's, like, this toy craze that just fucking goes crazy. And then, like, everyone's doing it. Like, I don't know what it is right now. Like, I think fidget spinners or some shit was there for a few years. 
Yeah, I haven't caught up. Sometimes stuff comes back as well. Like I think yo-yos were like the the 80s or something, and then they came back. Yeah, yo-yos were, I think were before the uh, before the what do you call it hackensack I think or whatever. There's like there's this like interesting like toy that emerges every so often. Everyone's like doing it. Rubik's cube for a while. Um, I like Tamagotchis a lot. I thought they were nice. Oh, Tamagotchis like you like you feed them or something, right? Yeah, I, to be honest, um, my grandma got me them when I was really little, like, like probably little enough to like try and eat them. And um, I just remember I kept losing them. And like, I so because I always lost them, I was always looking for them. So they were kind of like magical. I don't really actually remember using them. I just remember the idea of them and like the magic of holding the little plastic like bob, the three little buttons on it. Yeah, I'm not sure I understood that whole thing, the Tamagotchi thing. Um mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, another interesting thing is when you see like a really like maybe grown adult, like, a, you know, someone that's like 60 plus or something like that, like an older person, and they are playing like fucking Pokemon Go or something. I think that's super, super funny. Like, I don't know if you've seen that before, like some old, old guy, like, you know, sitting there yeah, playing yeah. Pokemon Go. Have you seen this? No, but it sounds awesome. Like, I, I think old people are going to decline so much less these days because like, I remember seeing one of my grandparents in a care home and there was fucking nothing to do except TV. But now, like, if, if they're sufficiently young enough to be familiar with phones and stuff, like, it just, it's so much more cognitively stimulating, right? They have so many games and things to do. I think it's, like, way better to get old these days. You think they're going to skip yeah, old people in the Yeah, how many people here, list? like, play, like, uh, multiplayer-type games and then they're like, Oh, you know, one day when I retire and I don't have shit to do, I'm gonna like like completely immerse myself in this fucking thing. <laughs> like <laughs> and it sounds so stupid at the time. And then later you're like, well, yeah. no, that's not such a great idea. But like it uh, it was like uh it's like this weird dream of every uh, like uh multiplayer online addict that like like fucking nothing would bother them. Like they don't have to go to school, they don't have to go to work, they don't have to shit, but sit and play, right? Like it's a funny mm-hmm. like idea that people have that they're going to be sitting there like a monastery and like doing this shit like in some metaverse bullshit like it's like everyone thinks it like at for at least a little while right yeah i'm having a look most popular toys like the last 20 years quite interesting some of them i don't know at all like i only know about the the, the so there was it's like 1994 power rangers then buzz Lightyear, um and then furbies came out which is quite interesting you remember furbies you have those in the usa as well I remember they I've were. Heard, I've heard the name. I don't remember what they were. They're like a little a thing that looks like kind of a, a weird disabled owl, um, with a little beak, and it says like Furby and stuff. It, it it's like kind of interactive, like it's very basic. And then Tamagotchi as well, uh, Bob the Builder. That's a UK thing. Beyblades. I'm sure you had that everywhere. You know the things you spin in like a disc. Yeah, yeah. That I know was, what those are. Yeah, Beyblades. Bob the Builder was a UK thing. Yeah, but I think Bob the Builder was like a, a UK TV show. Did it become a US thing after? I don't know. They weren't I don't, using. They weren't. I don't using ever heard it in the US contacts. Yeah, the, the, but there's the, a lot of stuff in like US pop culture that comes from the UK, right? Like The Office. Everybody loves that yeah. and jerks off to it in the US, but then they never realized that it came from the UK. And what else? Yeah, Bob pop. the Builder is British. I checked. But they just change the accents for the Americans. I mean, to me, that's very quintessentially like British. That's kind of funny. Oh, Bob is, the Builder's like quintessential British. I didn't know that. It's like I didn't, it I didn't know that different. either. Yeah, like, well, maybe it was just my family as well. To be fair, my brother loved Bob the Builder. 
coming out. It's funny. Uh, the theme the theme song goes, Bob the Builder. Can he fix it? Bob the Builder. Yes, he can. Yeah. But it's like all US been... accent. Is that the UK theme as well? Yeah, but in the in the British accent. <laughs> so it's like Bob the Builder. Can he fix it? Bob the Builder. Yes, he can. Yeah, just like that. That was perfect. Um and what was the other one I was thinking of? Uh, do you guys have Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah. yeah. But they actually had the right accent on those. I think. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. Did you guys have pogs? It was literally just fucking like cardboard circles. They were cheap as shit. And you take a metal coin and like slam down your friend's pogs. Anybody into pogs? No, that sounds completely boring. What? Like, what do you. What? They were like fucking old bottled milk caps, like the interior of the milk caps. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> monetized that shit and made billions off of it. And called so, yeah. Pogs, they, they were they were literally fucking cardboard circles. I mean, they couldn't have been any cheaper. But I guess they had some licensing deal with like everything kids loved. So some of them were like Batman, some of them were X Men, some of them were whatever. And you you would collect them as a kid and you would stack them up. And the game was was so stupid. You would you would take there was a slammer, or whatever. I don't know that if I don't know if that was the technical term, but that's what we called it because we were four. And and the slammer was like a fucking heavy coin, you know, like a like a fifty cent piece in the U.S. And your friend would stack up all his pogs, like all of his favorite, you know, whatever. And you'd stack yours up, and then you would <laughs> you'd just throw the fucking coin at his tower of cardboard discs and knock them over. And I I don't know how. I mean, usually just the first person to go won the game. That was the that was the extent of pogs, but it was super so popular. Weird. You know what? You know what? Uh, like for some reason, boys are like super attracted to is uh, like this idea that there's like five to fifteen little robots and they form one big ass robot. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, like the Voltrons. Yes, the Voltrons, the Transformers, the whatever, right? Like, like. Like, and it wasn't like just good enough to just have like a little dude that like turned into something. It had to turn into a big dude, right? You remember this? Like, totally. It's like the standard fucking recipe for toys for like twenty years. It's kind of really, uh, it's it's just super uh, interesting how like for some reason that was super marketable and like boys just loved ate that shit up. I don't know why. I remember when I was like six or seven, I, my parents bought me this awesome caterpillar, this yellow thing, and there was these these gears on it and these handles on it. And it was like a Power Wheels, right? And I could drive it around and and like move the gears on it to like dig. There was like a front like a front loader or a bucket or whatever. And there was this kid across the street, and I was like, "Hey, come over and check out my my new Power Wheels thing." And when he ran over to check it out, like he immediately jumped into the in like on it into the driver's seat. Um, he had misinterpreted what I what I meant. What I meant was like, come over and watch me play with it. And so I was quite upset when he jumped onto it. And uh, I, I think I like punched him in the head or something. It was like the first like, you know, violence that I ever experienced in my life was this kid misinterpreting me, asking him to just come over and check out me playing with my toy, not him playing with my toy. And uh, I got in a lot of trouble because I like punched this kid in the face from across the street. I must have been like six or seven, but it was a it was a really fun toy. I mean, there's good memories. 
Were you quite violent growing up and did you often get into sort of little scuffles and, you know, hurt animals and stuff like that? Um, no, it, like, interestingly enough, I, I didn't really, uh, I, I personally didn't get, like, wasn't very violent. Um, after that, I mean, the next time that I got into a fight, my dad, who was like a, a total alcoholic and, and sort of like an absent father, um, took me to this basketball game in like the shitty part of the, the city that I grew up in. Yeah. And, um, he he was watching the games and it was like a high school basketball game. And he, I don't know, maybe he wagered on it, but it was so important to him that he let me just kind of like wander around. Cause I was too young to give a fuck about like the basketball game. Yeah. I was wandering around and, um, this kid who was like from, you know, that tough neighborhood, uh, just eyed me up and like beat the shit out of me in the hallway. And, and it was, that was like the first time that I really felt like adrenaline. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a fist fight, but like, it it almost doesn't hurt while you're in the action of doing it, right? Because you have so much adrenaline running through your veins. And uh, I I think at that point I was maybe eleven or twelve, but this kid really beat the shit out of me. I mean, I was like crying, and and I ducked my head, and he I mean he punched me in the top of the head, so I had a big knot on my head. And but the funny thing was like all the adults and high school kids that were around, like they just cheered it on, like they loved that two you know eleven year olds from from shitty neighborhoods were like you know killing each other in the hallways of a basketball game. Mm. Lucas, you still with us or have you disappeared into the group chats? I'm in the group chats, but I'm here too. I'm uh I'm you know, multi threading right now. So I'm not gonna be terribly interesting or anything like that, but I can respond and perform like low level uh functions. I wanted to ask you if you ever been in a fight, like a fist fight or something. I've never asked you this. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot. Uh early college years, there were these two kind of ghetto girls that we would always go out with and probably 50% of the weekends we found ourselves in some sort of huge, uh, ghetto brawl. Ghetto yeah. girl in the ghetto brawl. Yeah. Tell more, like how did it happen and stuff? Like what? How the did one, it... Probably, probably the funniest one. Uh, there were two groups of people playing pong and these girls got really, really mad and they started like screaming at the guys they were playing pong against. And eventually, one of the girls picked up her cup of water and she threw it at the guys, but the guy moved out of the way. And then right as he moved out of the way, the door opened and uh, one of our ghetto girls came in and the cup of water got all over her hair. And she just instantly took out her earrings and threw down her purse. And her friend got up and said, Oh shit. And they, they both just started attacking those other girls viciously. And then it, it, we, we were on their side. So we had to go, we had to, uh, you know, we all we tried to we tried to responsibly de-escalate it first, but at some point it became clear that this was going to be uh, this was going to be a big old barn brawl, and everybody busted out the party chairs and started beating people down and stuff like that. We got yeah. kicked out. We were shamed from ever attending that place ever again. I was going to say because I'm surprised you tried to stop it because, like, I thought you usually like don't try to intervene with things like that, right? You just like let nature take its course. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily that I want to let nature take its course, but it was just like, you know, do I really want to involve myself in this? It's all because, you know, when it when it, it's a big thing like that and it's just all girls, you can kind of, uh, you know, you can pretend it's not happening. You're like, oh, it's it's the girls being silly. But at some point, the guys start trying to uh, get between the girls and stop them. And then the guys grab the girls by the wrist to try and restrain them. And then the girls start screaming, get your fucking hands off me. And then some other white knight guy says, oh, my God, he's raping her. And he just comes in from like three rooms over and just sucker punches some guy out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, everybody's all in. 
So it always kind of yeah, I fucking hate them when that happens. Like it, it's almost like a weekly thing around my parts. Uh, you know where we have these ridiculous like cat fighting bitches, right? And then we have to like split them apart. And I've been scratched a few times on the, about the face, uh, chest. I've gotten hit in the genitals a few times. Um, you know, it's just not pretty. I I don't enjoy that, right? So it's like I try to steer clear of it when possible. I'm with Lucas here. Um, you know, you, you try like maybe getting involved once or twice and that you'll learn your lesson pretty quickly. Um, Katie, have you ever been a, in a like big cat fight with like, you know, a bunch of ghetto bitches or something? Except you remember, remember the principle of the, the creature in the log. It's okay. I've yeah. emerged from my log and no, I've never been in a fight, like not even close. Mm. I was, no, I, I, was I, I pegged her as someone who would have been, but I, I could be, you know, anyway, why, whatever. Steffi, why are you thinking violence? I don't know. I I haven't. Yeah, there, there's a deep inner um, sort of like menace in Katie. I'm not sure what it is, but I will will discover it eventually. I think she's just like got a lot of swag. I think she's just swagged out. She's got drip, um, and of the like drip of the soul. You know what I mean? I don't mean like she's got like a leaky like like organ. I just mean like she's just cool. You know. And I feel like if, uh, you know, some people have like kidney stones. I obviously I'm not saying, Katie, that you'd get kidney stones, but if you yeah. did, there would be like little cool like gemstones, like rubies and emeralds and sapphires. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. I think that would be really cool too. I'm curious, though, Zara, have you ever been in a fight? Um, no, no, not really. I've never been in a physical fight. I live in a pretty rough area and there's like a, Chavs, I live on like the main road, so it's like chavs that will be like like shouting stuff and I you know, I always just like if they say something I'll just be like, Shut up, you spaz, whatever. That's the closest to a fight I've ever had. The thing is I'm taller than all of them and stuff, so it's not really like a, oh hi food. Um so it's not really like they could really do anything. I, I was in a, a pretty gnarly house brawl in college one time, similar to what Lucas was explaining. Uh, my, my friends and I, we did a bunch of ecstasy like way too early. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that, but uh, you should do ecstasy late. You should always like wait as late as possible to do it. And we did it like as a pregame thing. And we, we went to the pregame and there was these guys playing beer pong and they were, they were very interested in like their beer pong game. And we were very interested in just, turning off the lights and like raging. And so we kept shutting the lights off as they were playing their beer pong game. And uh, it apparently was, was very serious for them. And so one of them came up to me and, and he wanted to fight. And we kind of like, you know, we peacocked against each other and, and we squared up. And as we were about to fight, uh, this girl who owned the, the house that we're pregame at, she, she called to me and she's like, Hey, can you, can you not fight? And, you know, being, being like a horny young college guy and on ecstasy, I was like, oh, okay. She's like, just come upstairs. So, so she kind of like took me out of the, the fray. Uh, but my friend like immediately took that as an opportunity to punch this guy and, and he punched him in the face. Uh, but unfortunately, there was like another girl behind him and, and the guy's head like hit the girl's head or hit her like in the nose. And everybody thought that my friend had punched a girl like in the nose because it happened so fast. And, I mean, it's um, like he did indirectly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, he indirectly did it, and then after that happened, it basically became like that's a stuff a you would call it. And myself, that's what we call a contra coup injury. 
yeah, and and then it, it became a full house brawl, and because like he had thrown that kind of first punch into that girl's nose, it became sort of like a like a co-ed fight, like you know, man versus woman, like didn't matter at that point. And I, I witnessed a guy uh, throw a girl through a screen door, actually, um, which was, I mean, at the time, like hilarious. But you know, looking back, it it was, you know, uh, it was it was pretty violent. What were you doing upstairs while all this was happening? Um, well, I, I basically got up like two, two steps up the stairs. We were in like a shitty basement in Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania. And, uh, and then like a full on brawl broke out. So I like kind of rejoined the, the fray there. Respect. Mosh pit. Yeah, the girl that called me upstairs actually died like, um, a couple years ago. I never, I never had sex with her or anything. It's a shame. It's probably because she's someone in front of her got punched and it knocked her out. Probably traumatized her for cock, from cock forever. Hmm. I've been in a lot of fights. Have you ever and had how many did you win, Cooch? Well, oh, oh, hold on. I got to ask you, Cooch, because you're across mm-hmm. the pond. Are, are 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 you with your local hooligans with your football? Because you guys take your no. football more than we seriously than we take our football. No, I was never really into that stuff. I was never really uh, a spectator. I never watched sports. Like I never, I never really done it. The only thing I like watching these days is is MMA. Um, okay. But that's more like because because I did it myself as well. Uh, I, I can see you marching down the street, you know, in the fashion of gangs of New York for your team, Manchester United, like with like the bagpipes playing in the background and like everybody assembling and going is to the it, soccer I game. I think that's just like on TV shows and stuff. Zara, does that happen over there? Uh, uh, no, that's fucking deadly, like serious. Like like they shut games down if two rival teams are playing. Like it's 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 real. Oh yeah, that shit's real, Watch real. the documentary hooligans, man. That, that's some, yo, and listen. Look I have up, uh, one of the roughest football teams, like in the United States. We had an actual jail cell in our stadium, the Philadelphia Eagles, for one years. One time, my house got burnt down because of a bunch of hooligans, and I was actually trapped inside. And it was really hard because I was in like the bathroom in the middle of the house because it was like a weird old house layout. So, in order to save my life. It was me and my younger sister, and I don't have a younger sister anymore because I was basically picking up, I was pouring the tap as the house around me burned, and then I was pouring glasses of water over my head continually while the house burned to save my own life. But yeah, she Smart. Move, Smart move. Yeah. But yeah, they take that shit super seriously, man. Like, deadly seriously, like... Yeah, the people in my area, they're, they, they actually have um, like these, uh, they have these heat sensing guns. Have you seen these things? Like they're like, a, like they're, they're, they're like a heat, like infrared camera looking thing. So when they come after you, right, like you got to like, like Zara is saying, you either have to like maybe mix in with some fire or something to like, you know, mask yourself or maybe jump into a swimming pool and cool your body down or something, because otherwise they're going to, they're going to get you right. Like uh so yeah it's it's not so easy to get away from the bad guys around here they're pretty they've got some like ingenuity right they have like this like uh what do you call it uh mission impossible kind of shit going on 
So it's not it's not fun. Are you talking about a FLIR camera? FL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they they carry them so they can ca- capture their prey, right? Like so it's a pretty rough area. Like, I don't know, they take their sports and all that shit seriously. But I don't really I figured like I don't I'm not gonna stay around those people. It's not my vibe. Hey, hey, D Mac, one one time I was trying to hook up with this girl and she was like a four point five. And my buddy came into the room, and and he was like, "Why are you trying to hook up with her? If you thought she was a four point five. Hold on, let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. And then my buddy came into the room, and and he's like an eight point five, right? He's got like a really nice, like solid chest. And and she called us out, and she thought we were gay, and she said, "Hey, if you like, if you start to blow your friend, then I'll hook up with both of you." So. I started to blow him, but then she left, and then I just ended up blowing my. All right, that, 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 that's why my wolf was just barked out. He knew where the story was going. <laughs> that was really funny. That was so funny. Couldn't stop laughing the whole time because I guess the punchline is that you're gay, isn't it? Z- if I if I blocked Zara, would I just hear like a Charlie Brown noise on the? Is that what I would hear? Because her only bit is to like make like quirky, cunty, so. little side <laughs> remarks at the end of everybody's stories. I love her dry uh, humor, though. That's what. Well, wait, wait that's why we didn't hear that other person. Maybe we had all blocked her at the same time. So quirky, <laughs> cunty. I, I'm, I'm going to write this one down because that's a very interesting description. Maybe like it's a basis for like a poem, maybe. The thing that I don't think you get is that I'm really friendly to most of the people, but it's just certain people join spaces and they just fucking talk and talk and tell stories that no one cares about. And obviously, in a space, you can't read body language. They're just staring at their wall or their mirror, like probably like jerking off as they talk to like 20 people. And like, no one cares and no one's rude enough to say. So like, I have to like be passive aggressive and just like, you know, try and drop a hint. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. I, I, Zara, I thought it was actually. I rather enjoyed the story, Pantera. Thanks. This is Zara's what third time being in the space. I like you too, Zara. You got a lot of energy. Uh, the uh, Pantera that back to that first story when you were standing two two steps up um, from the basement. What were you going up to the basement or what were you going upstairs for with that girl? Like, I think we should get into excruciating details about the, the stairs, the structure of the stairs. <laughs> yeah, sure. What do, you, what do you think, Zara? Zara? Or is that not funny? Is that I'm not funny a, enough for you? I'm reading a book called Formula Ingredients in Production of Cosmetics. Can um, you tell us about the cosmetics? Or should I stand in the mirror and jerk off? It's by Mr. Hiroshi Iwata. Please, go on. Did you find any interesting ingredients so far? Um, I've just kind of been skim reading it so far, but like, there's everything here. Like, this is a really good book. Um, I'll send you the link actually. But, oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a Japanese one, and like it's like a really good comprehensive guide. So. And it's got all of like the biochemistry stuff as well, so I think it's all really good. Mm-hmm. How have you been, by the way? Good. I'm playing with Michael. <laughs> oh, you're playing with Michael? What, are you playing a game? Yeah, and Keith. Oh, tell him I said hi. 
Yeah, they nice. both gone to bed, I think. <laughs> now you've been sucked into the sort of semi-crypto space with like some cool people and some really weird autistic people, <laughs> but it's kind of fun, you know? This conversation is absolutely thralling. Banger. Banger, King. Bang on, um, Queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna teach Pantera some like maybe UK banter or some shit, right? Like, what would you say, like Zara, if you're at like a bar or something to the people, like something cute, something like some funny shit, like people say. What, like, is there a phrase or something? <laughs> yeah, you do that. I can teach you some Norwegian uh, phrases. Ooh. Nice, Sorry. Who's doing that static? I think it's you, Norwegian girl. It could be. I'll try to turn my PC off. I think it's me because I just. I'm pretty sure it's fucking haunted. All I've heard is noises and stuff banging and coughing and. But I don't care. I'm not scared of ghosts. So I just slept through it. But I just woke up now. Fuck. Is it better now? Uh, I think no. it's fine. There's just a lot of noises, like stuff banging, people coughing, kids screaming. No, you just need to mute yourself when you're not talking, because it's like. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's okay. I shall go shower now. Does anyone want to translate what they said, or is it just a mystery? He just said he doesn't speak Norwegian. And then I said, I don't either. <laughs> but I do. Curveball. It sounds like it's kind of raining there. Is it like uh, always raining in uh, Norwegia, where you live? No, I live in like a dry and uh, quite... I live quite far south in Norway, so it's not so cold and not so rainy. Basically, the little food production that happens in this country is in the area where I live in the next hour. Mm. Who wrote this game? I sound a bit slow, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm sorry, I sound a bit slow. I take, took my sleeping medication. That makes me a bit weird. No, you're good. You sound you sound lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a very nice, relaxing voice. What do you guys usually talk about here? <laughs> um, mm -mm. that's uh, that's kind of complicated, actually. <laughs> it's a difficult question to answer. <laughs> Sophie, I just posted uh, an arrest warrant for myself on the Lunkdow page. It's at the top of the space. They're all like, what the fuck happened, man? Like, are you okay? What happened? Are you serious? 
What does it mean? Now everybody's going to pull out of the validator watch. Oh, they're so just like this. The average level of intelligence of our commenters is like so fucking low. If I post anything like remotely funny, demon, they're like, "We're on delegating now. We're never going to stick with you again." Yeah, a lot of people. I, hey, do you actually own the Telegram to Lunkdow? Yeah, it's mine. How come? <clears throat> Bunch of people have been bitching. They keep kicking, like probably like a dozen people in the last two days. They kicked us out of Lunkdow Validator, and I'm validated with them, and I'm pulling all my shit out of there. But I'm like, okay, no, I mean, at least I don't the rules. I don't even. I don't pay attention. They might mean they haven't filled in like the the capture, the 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 sequence you have to fill in when you join, or something. I don't know. I don't think many people. So get you guys, did you guys uh, create a cryptocurrency? Is that what you're doing? I think they're actually bringing one back from the dead. Oh, okay. That you uh, you own the contracts for it. Complete silence. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to respond to this arrest. Uh, warrant or whatever right it seems that every single commenter is a complete fucking moron <laughs> we got the lunk to one dollar uh going on here huh when when lambo uh next week gk oh yeah next week oh yeah i like the guy that's asking what kind of document is this like motherfucker, <laughs> read the, the fucking doc bread of intelligence man like here have you seen this thing let me read out some comments. One says, go to 33%. What the fuck does that mean? What kind of document is this? And who is this drawn up for? <laughs> Please clarify what this is in English, because I cannot read English. Um, what does it mean? Another guy has said, Please, can you translate into Brazilian for the Brazilian people to understand? Uh, another guy says, it's Do Kwan's arrest warrant. Another guy says, child support, what the fuck is that? Many people say, what What happened? Are you okay? What happened? But what were you hoping people were going to say? Oh, like, nothing. Someone maybe, just like, said, maybe like a rotten hell bastard kind of thing, or what? I don't know. Someone just sent it to me, so I posted it. I actually just posted <laughs> up that you should phone booth fight. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, you are here. Fred, I'm sorry. I was trying to reply to you. Like I was like talking to... um. To, to myself and, and reply to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is the conversation so dead right now? I feel like uh, Pantera just kind of killed the vibe a bit earlier and now like we're all just kind of emotionally a bit, you know, being thrown off. Yeah, he threw out, he threw out the C word and like... Yeah, and, and then Lucas like slipped out. He was like, fuck this. And like when Lucas left, I was like, "Oh, really ups- It takes a lot." Which, to make which c word? Quirky. Was it quirky? No, I'm referring to cunty. Oh, that c word. Wait, did you call me cunty? I didn't hear that. Yeah, he said you have like cunty response to responses to <laughs> everyone's stories. <laughs> oh, it's, I guess I just kind of didn't really listen. I mean, honestly, Pantera, if you heard the stories you told, you'd have a cunty response as well. They're really fucking boring. Sorry, I blocked you. I can't. I can't hear you, Zara. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, this is like the, this is like, I know you are, but what am I? Right? <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? I mean, the space has died because Zara just 
won't let me tell any story, any cool stories. We were keeping it going. We had good vibes. Marie, and then, maybe. I mean, I jumped up here. Pantera, here, wait, so hold on, hold on. I love Zara. Zara, tell Zara. Keep it, kids? keep it afloat, Zara. Here, you keep it afloat. Ready? Your turn. Go. Keep, keep it afloat. Keep us all entertained. Go. Um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you all a story first of all. Now, this is a story that you might not be all emotionally ready for yet. But I believe that one day this lesson will speak to you, whether it's now, in a week, in a year, or maybe on your deathbed. So, feel free to interject at any time, anyone apart from Pantera. Um, so once upon a time, there was a princess in a magical kingdom, and her name was Alina. She lived on a tall, tall mountain that towered over the whole of Scandinavia. And she lived in a marble castle <laughs> with windows made of crystals. She had a beautiful son, and his name was Adolf. And um, he would always run around. And even though he was only seven years old, he had a delightful little moustache. Anyway, then, and now I'm going to pass it to KT. Now it's your turn to continue with the story. Oh, God. Um, let's think. If you... Adolf's favorite activities were to... Um... <clears throat> Play uh, football. Paint. And, and yeah, how about who is just speaking? You, you can carry it on for me. I'm busy. Uh, I'm not allowed to speak. Sorry. Okay, how about Shit, Kate speaks instead, Mr. Lunkdow? I, I just figured if Adolf had a nice mustache, he'd probably love to paint and draw. He was probably an artist. But, but don't let me interject with, you know, relevant. Uh, so one day, content. Adolf was playing in the yard, and along came this strange man called Mr. Kepler. Mr. Kepler walked with a limp and he approached Adolf one day and he said, boy, what are you doing in this yard? And Adolf said, well, sir, I'm playing. You want to play with me? And Mr. Kepler smacked him dead in his face for no apparent reason. Ever since then, Adolf hated his own kind. And when Adolf grew up, guess what he did? He started these camps. Like a summer camp? You could call for it that. Sweet, for sweet little boys? Was his mom invited? You oh, I love summer that. camp. Take care of what you made, really, 8.4. Hmm? Was your mate really an 8.4? Bro, say that one more time. Was your mate really an 8.4 in your story? About the, the girl that was a 4 and your mate was an 8.4? Sorry, we, uh, the um, Spaces Police has forced me to move on from that story because it wasn't funny <laughs> enough for her. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe she, your mate was a 4, but you didn't really want to um, sound like you was with someone under a 5. Well, she was a 4.5. Okay, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm offended now. And I would appreciate <laughs> it if you apologize to me in sincerity. Sorry. I don't accept. Coach no, Bruce. No, my, my, mate, my mate's quite handy. I didn't, I didn't mind blowing him. Where are we in the camp story anyway? Um, uh, Sefi, Lunk, do you want to carry on? Um, I was sort of daydreaming about uh, when a Lunk goes to a dollar 
yeah, the kinds of things I'm going to buy. So I was kind of, I was sort of like often. Well, what are you going to buy first? Hmm? I said, well, what are you going to buy first? Um, well, there's a uh, first thing would be, I think uh, we'd be able to cure like various forms of cancer, like, uh, you know, ovarian cancer and, uh, you know, maybe breast cancer with the little pink uh, ribbons and all that shit, right? So the first step would be like just curing all of that, right? We'd have like so much money, right? We could just like solve like all sorts of problems. Uh, so I was just like mesmerized by this idea that like, you know, if I had like maybe a, I don't know, uh, you know, like a trillion dollars or whatever, right? Um, yeah, so anyway, just sorry, I was distracted. Bruce made me like think about this by, you know, changing the title of the space. So I just became like this rampant dreamer. Uh, yeah. I also would probably buy like, uh, have you ever been to a Thai restaurant where they have the little basil chicken? I'd probably buy some of that too for myself. Would you buy sheep? So sheep can get to a dollar too? Sheep? Yeah. Mm, probably yeah. not. No. Sir, sir, we're talking about uh, Luna Classic to one dollar. Right, but we need to bring sheep to a dollar too, right? You're you're in the wrong space. It, Zara can explain to you. Zara, I, Zara, you're you're here for Luna Classic. Can you can you explain to us what what do you think about Luna Classic to a dollar? Do you see a pathway to one dollar for Luna Classic? Oh well, I think um the chances of it happening are just so high. I mean, I actually bet all of my life savings on it happening. Um, you know, like uh, I've. I've I've put a lot of lot of uh, my time and effort into this, and yeah, things go up and down. But if you want stability in your investments, then buy a cow and sell the milk. You know, you don't get into this thinking everything's just going to go up steadily and steadily, and then I'm going to cash it out. Life doesn't work like that, and you know what does though? Cows work like that. So every day, the profits I earn, I kind of take out, and then I buy some cows, and um. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a top dairy producer very soon. And I think we all can if we believe in ourselves. And you know what they say, happy cows come from California. Listen, listen, I'm sorry if I speak way out of the line. But for you to compare sheep anywhere to fucking Luna Classic, you're out of your fucking mind. Well, buddy, you misheard me. I didn't compare sheep. It doesn't I fucking said, matter. You said sheep. Hey, look, 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 unless you want to step inside of a phone unless you want to step inside of a phone booth, I suggest you fucking correct yourself. I don't mind if you have an argument, but can you at least take turns? Like one of you do like 10 seconds of ranting, then the other one does, because it gives me a fucking headache. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay, you go, go first, I, I, I got one sentence. Unless you want to step inside of a fucking phone booth, I suggest you correct yourself. Okay, Eddie, you've been suggested to step inside a phone booth uh, unless you wish to correct yourself. How do you respond to that? Unless this is a fucking meme or it says where online arguments end up as a fucking full-out brawl-out when in real life it ends up being fucking nothing, it doesn't mean fucking shit. The topic is lunk to one fucking dollar. Mm-hmm. That's no, your and, passion, Eddie. And what do you think of what Eddie said? Just to interject real quick, it says lunk 
one dollar. Not one two one fucking dollar. Just just throwing that out there. Hey, hey, Eddie, I'm I'm just curious. What what do you think of the UST minting and seniorage like being totally broken for Luna Classic? Is that a problem or is that something we can just as a community like meme and ignore and just like put in the rear view mirror and we're all gonna be good and, and Lunk will go to a dollar? Honestly, I'm between a struggle. USTC right now, even though at the moment can be swapped to just barely a little bit over a lunk of a hundred lunk. You know, part of me says lunk can reach only a dollar. So if I have a hundred lunk, that means I can reach to a hundred dollars. But if I convert that to lunk, I can have over a thousand dollars in lunk. So I am caught between a gray area at the moment. Wow. I mean, these are the type of articulate like conversations I was really hoping to get to here with this. So Eddie, I'm, I'm glad you joined and, and like gave that insight. Um, do you see, what do you think of like Do Kwan and his participation versus the terror rebels? Some of the terror rebels have recently quit Lunk and now we're starting to see, um, you know, TFL recently, um, you know, they, they submitted some code into terror station to be, to allow redelegation and things like that. So people can vote for validators, including Luke Dow of which I'm a part of, of which coach is a part of Sefi, all these people. What do you think of that? Like, it, was that a is that a smart step forward for Luke to allow Do Kwan and his team to almost like, you know, maybe come back into the fray? Or should we? Yeah, like, listen, if we don't back? cure breast cancer, the women here are going to be pissed. By the way, so I don't know what you fuckers are talking about, but like, make the number go up, right? Yeah. Do you, do you by go the way, I love boobies all the fucking way. We all do. But unfortunately. Yeah, we all fucking do. But unfortunately, Eddie, Eddie, what do you what do you think of with TFL working with Terror Rebels to reallow delegation? Is that a smart that is so annoying? I hate you, TFL. I hate you, TFL. We don't like each other, but you're gonna learn to live with me. I think you smell like poo. You're gonna learn to live with me. Your voice sounds fucking annoying. I bet you you smell like poo. I bet you're ugly and you're not even docs. You can go online and see my beautiful mug. Hey, hey, leave Zara alone. My beautiful mug. You're not even docs because you're ugly. No, Zara. Send me a picture of yourself. You won't because you're ugly. Regardless, listen, regardless. Regardless, we all love fucking titties. We wish we could all fucking see them. Whether it's fucking Sarah's or fucking KT's titties, we don't give a shit. But Doquan gave up his voice and opinion when he decided to fork to a Luna V2 version. Speak like that. What do you think of uh, Doquan's titties? Doquan's my best friend. (laughs) That motherfucker gained weight, did he not? It was a Genesis to Block Zero. Just throwing that out there. Demon, do you reckon we should let Doquan be the CEO of Lunkdow? Fuck no. It That'd be pretty interesting. hundred percent of the way. Might get the you might get the twenty percent. Eddie, Eddie, what do you plan to do with your uh lunk when it goes up to uh like maybe 
two dollars or ten dollars you have a plan see that's the that's that's the thing about this topic it says one dollar but i know that it could has it has the potential to reach more so the fact that i keep seeing twitter posts that long can reach one dollar it is a good way to keep people on a hopeful level but eddie eddie but, you think uh you think maybe what, what do you want though you want like a fast car you want a fast woman you want to like a buy an island like what, what are we talking about here like, what you, you seem very compelled to to get it get us there right like you must have some dreams some wishes and shit like what do you want i believe that our generation can help Which generation future right? generation doesn't matter whether you're young mad or old you can help your future generations have a better life than the ones that you currently live in if you just hold luck i agree but i'd like to ask zara zara if lunk goes to a dollar are you going to get your fucking ugly teeth fixed because you're from london right and i'm sure your teeth are ugly well, you oh, give that them six. Steak on Trent, and I actually had all my teeth removed last week because they were all rotten and falling out. And after Lunk, well, before Lunk crashed, I mean, Luna Classic crashed or whatever, I don't really know. Um, before something crashed, I actually took out some money and I got all my teeth removed. But I was halfway through it and I didn't, I couldn't afford to get all the new ones put in. So I just had those little pegs that like uh, people get when they go to Turkey, you know. Um yeah so ever since then i've been really hoping that lunk goes to a dollar because as soon as it does i'm gonna get a nice shiny set of whites on me but until then i don't know i actually used to have a french accent but it's because i have no teeth it makes me sound british mm. sir so, uh, you still look fucking sexy regardless hey, hey. if one is a dollar i'll buy you some Christ. fucking new teddies too while we're at it please shut up and speaking can you mute yourself yeah. when you're speaking? Because there's a load of interference. It's really fucking annoying. Shut up, please. I want to ask something. Is this a serious space or is this just about uh, boozies and teeth and, and not, not having teeth? Or what, what's this about? What's this about? And space it, it, is you very serious. We even have our and own police named Zara. What? <laughs> Anne, are you here to waste our time, or do you have a serious question? <laughs> a serious question? You, you are talking about rotten teeth and oh, uh, um, uh, whatever. You are talking all. You are all talking like oh, shit. I don't know who was doing that, but if anyone was doing that, then they're fucking banned. Do you have a serious question? Yes, I have. Um. My question is, what uh, is why is Lunk Dao posting some things about Do Kwon? Why? Do Kwon is the CEO of Lunk Dao. What? So, so um, he it, it, this is not about Lunk, but but about Luna. Hang on, what posting? What? What have they been posting? Like, what is your accusation exactly? Well, I see him posting about, um, uh, uh, look at his last, last tweets about uh, Do Kwon. Um, 
uh, with um, he that he's. Um, I'm sorry, I'm from Holland, so my English is very bad. We're all from Holland. Uh, that's fine. Go ahead. What? Yeah, We're I'm from Holland as well. <laughs> okay, but um, his last last latest tweets um, yeah. are about Do Kwon, um, um working uh, with the terror rebels, and I th- I think that's not true. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. Um, the 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 TFL team, Terraform Labs, and Do Kwon authorized all of the changes that that terror rebels proposed. They approved them and they merged them, and they also upgraded their own service, their own nodes, um, to be Terror Rebels code. So they've helped like throughout the process quite a lot. And probably if TFL hadn't helped, and Doquan authorizes everything TFL does, if TFL hadn't helped, then we probably wouldn't even have staking by now, which we've had for like a couple of weeks. Yes, that was that was in the beginning. That was in in May or something, but. Um... No. At the moment, at the moment, he's. Um, I thought he was just out of the. <clears throat> I'm sorry, out of the TFL. Um, he has nothing to do do with it anymore. Do with what? Lunk or what? Um, he is in Singapore at the moment. Um, yeah, he's um, having a good time. He's fine. Sorry? He's he's working on on Luna Luna Two mostly. Living in yeah, Singapore. on Luna 2, but it, uh, Luna 2 has nothing to do with Lunk. Well, He's TFL, a house rat. <laughs> TFL and Do Kwon built Lunk. And throughout I know, this- I know, I know, but he, he, he has, um, he has given uh, Luna 2.0 a new, a new, um, he built it again and it failed. And and you have nice teeth, right? <laughs> I'm having very nice teeth. Are you going to knock them out? Oh my God, no, 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 no! I was thinking, uh, you know, you probably have taken very good care of your teeth, unlike Zara, right? So mm. you you have a really good sort of like uh, like we can hear your voice nice and clearly because you know, your, your teeth and your tongue actually touch each other properly. Right. <laughs> Which is really nice, you know, cause like some of the people in this space, like we don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. But you, mm-hmm. on the other hand, have a very nice voice. I think maybe, um, I think you're worried that what, like maybe uh, Do Kwan's a bad guy. Is that what you're worried about? Yeah. It seems no, to be. I, I, I don't. And in fact, I don't understand the whole, um, um, the whole th- there are a lot. There are a lot of people who are who are confusing Lunk with Luna two and they think they are the same, but that's not the that's not the fact. Lunk is a, a totally different project than Luna two point Sort and, of. Hmm? They're they're different blockchains, yeah. But but um, okay. Here here's the conclusion. So. Luna Classic and Luna 2 are different chains, right? Mm-hmm. When Luna 2 was created, Do Kwon and TFL said, we're not going to work on Luna Classic anymore. Um, we're going to stop working on that because, you know, everyone in that, that blockchain lost all of their money. So there's not much point in working on that um, because all of the people who are currently invested in Luna Classic are new people. They're new retail investors. They bought after the crash. 
They're brand mm-hmm. new people. So there was no hope for um, compensation of the old investors in Luna Classic. Everyone was already wrecked. What I used to have, like, you know, I don't know, like $5 million or something. And that went down to like $10 or less, right? So it completely wrecked me. So there was no hope for, for a comeback in Luna Classic. You know, I might mm-hmm. get $100 or, or $1,000, but I'm going to get nowhere close to what I had before, right? So, so the reason that Do Kwon made Luna 2 um, is so that, that everyone has a proportionate distribution of wealth in the new chain. And that's like the best way to get a, a compensation or a restitution is to build a new thing with a proportionate wealth distribution. Now, when Luna Classic was created, Do Kwon said, um, you know, we're going to move on and we're not going to help anymore. Uh, but if somebody wants to take over this old chain, then yeah, we're going to support them. So, um, one sec. So yeah. Um, so, uh, Luna classic was, uh, it kind of bounced back from the dead and then Lunkdao started, we started burning stuff and then terror rebels came along and terror rebels proposed a load of changes in the code base and the re-enabling of staking and now the 1.2% tax and stuff and all of that stuff. TFL and Doquan have approved and merged the changes, and they've upgraded their nodes to the Terror Rebels code base. So throughout the whole process, they've helped. Um, and also this, this whole idea that, that Doquan is some evil guy or he's scammed everyone is just complete bullshit. It's, it, you know, the people who are here, um, like me and Sefi and Pantera, who were here for the last two years and spoke to Doquan regularly on spaces and stuff, he was super available. We had conversations all the time with builders and and you know investors and stuff. We saw everything that happened over the last two years, and mm-hmm. I saw no evidence of of ill intent or scams or anything like that. That whole narrative is people who are bullshitting to to grow their accounts, like that fat man guy. Um, it's mm-hmm. all just bullshit. It's the, none of it's true. I know, I know, I I know. The fat man created his um, created his. Um, um twitter space especially for um um for sc- uh, scamming about um about about luna and about do corn so exactly. um <laughs> I, I just have to laugh about it because it's well, just human, silly it's human it's, nature it, so, so after that crash people lost a lot of money and and everyone on social media was angry and because people on average are so fucking immature that when they lose money, they, they want to blame someone. Oh, he lost my money. He scammed me. Da da da. No, it's just that in this domain, Bitcoin was invented in 2009. You know, proof of stake blockchains very recently. Um, ideas like algorithmic stablecoins like UST even more recently. In such a domain, such a novel domain where things are invented the whole time, things fail. It just failed. That's all there was to it. It failed. Um, it mm-hmm. just fucked up. And and in any in any technological domain, there's there are always failures. Like look look back in history at like Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison and all these inventors. They failed about a hundred times more than they succeeded. It's just the nature of invention. And in cryptocurrency, there's an interesting situation where people are inventing things the whole time. But when something is invented, people are allowed to invest in it really, really, really early, like earlier than ever before in history. So that creates a situation where you get a massive fucking upside like a 10,000 X upside if it does really well and you invest early, but you're also open to the thing failing and that, and that way you lose all your money. So it's like, okay, um, people who say like, give me my money back, Do Kwon, they should consider that if they made a 10,000 X, if they made millions and millions of dollars, 
would they have given their entire paycheck to Doquan? No. <laughs> and that's kind of <laughs> stupid, right? Because if you want to benefit from the upside, you also have to be willing to accept the downside. And people are babies. They're infants. They're like, we think people are walking around and they're adults, but in fact, most people are fucking pussies, right? They, they, they aren't willing to take responsibility for their own decision, their own research, their own financial investments. They're just little pussies. So as soon as something goes wrong, they're like, oh, don't, don't want the fault. Don't want the criminal. He's a psychopath. And there are so many of those people, sadly, that when somebody like Fat Man emerges and he starts lying all over social media and making stuff up, then everyone starts saying, oh, yeah, 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 maybe there is someone to blame. And then he gets popular, then becomes a loud voice, um, even mm -hmm. though the whole thing is fucking bullshit. If you want the truth about the terror situation and the Do Kwon situation, talk to people who were here for the last two fucking years, like me and Sefi and Pantera and other people. Here, and I think maybe Demon was here. Talk to people who were here the last two years and actually saw it day to day. Because these accounts like Fat Man have just emerged in the last few months. They were never mm -hmm. here. We've got no idea who they were. They weren't involved in any of the ongoing conversations, the, any of the ongoing building. They were never here. They just appeared out of nowhere to grow their accounts on outrage and blame and hate. It's all bullshit. Yes, I'm, I'm aware of that. I, I have, I've never taken that fat man seriously in, 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 in what kind of way. But um, there are some rumors. I know if, if, if they are true or not, but... Um, it seems to be that Doak won before uh, Lunk failed, Lunk falls, sorry. Um, it doesn't fail, but it fall, have fallen because it um, the USDC uh, fell down. Um, and he uh, kept on um, um, uh, making new, new uh, Lunk to uh, tokens. He... Uh, like in an hyper hyperinflationary no. situation, and um, I think he maybe he could have stopped it earlier. Um, no, no. The, no? The, the, the way the mechanism worked was kind of like if you imagine like a seesaw with two children on both ends, right? Um, so UST was an algorithmic stablecoin, a decentralized stablecoin, and um, most stablecoins like USDC and USDT, the way they work is they have fiat collateral backing them. So there are real US dollars in the bank account, right? Backing USDC and backing USDT. That means that if a government agency comes to the company Circle, who owns USDC and says, you know, you need to freeze this particular account because it belongs to a drug dealer, they would instantly be able to freeze that USDT account or USDC account um, because they can, they can basically custody and freeze the underlying capital. So regular stable coins like, like um, USDT or USDC, they're open, they inherit the same risks as the fiat collateral, the cash, the US dollars that back them. And the idea with, with um, UST was to be a fully decentralized stable coin. So an algorithmic stable coin that doesn't balance its, its $1 peg by having uh, the backing of fiat collateral, but instead backs it with an algorithm. And um, it, 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 it balances that by maybe, Sefi, you could explain quickly. You're probably better at this kind of thing. Well, basically, uh, the way it used to work is there's just basically a computer program, right? And the idea is, is that uh, if UST's value goes up or down below dollar, then Luna was either minted or burned to sort of like compensate for that. But this is not something that anybody had any control over anymore. It just automatically did this. So like all of the coin counts and all the things that happened when everything crashed it wasn't anybody's control really 
everything worked the way it's supposed to work. Um, it just, unfortunately, uh, the system couldn't compensate for like really, really major like financial movements. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's what, you know, it wasn't anything, uh, malicious necessarily. Yeah. So, so the, the reason all the tokens were minted, the reason there is so much luck now is because the algorithm minted it. The base mechanism built into the blockchain at a fundamental level minted all the tokens to try and balance UST. It wasn't mm -hmm. Doquan doing anything. It was known since the very beginning how the algorithm worked. Everyone who invested right at the beginning, two years ago, knew how this algorithm worked. Um, they'd done the research. They just imagined it would work. Doquan himself did nothing. Um, it, it obviously, uh, the UST depegged, it lost its dollar peg. And all of these Luna tokens were minted, um, as we see now, like the, the 6.5 trillion tokens, they were minted. Um, <clears throat> but then, but then, like, in order for that to stop, at a certain time, that, you know, we're not going to get back to $1. So then all of the validators on the network, all of the people who are running the network converged and said, you know, we're going to vote to stop the network. Doquan isn't able to do that alone. It has to be the validators, the, the people who make the network run, you know, in the background. Mm. People lunk down now. We have validators on a load of different chains. Um, we need to, to converge together and stop the network. And that's what happened. It halted. And that was when, um, that was when like, the, the token minting stopped and also when staking became a closed thing. Well, and actually, <clears throat> during that time, it was actually Duquan that came up with that idea. <clears throat> they had yep. the code and they, they told everybody, we need to stop this minting right now pushed the code out um, and asked all the validators to update their nodes immediately to stop it. And all the validators jumped on board and stopped it immediately. So it was actually, you got to thank Duquan that we don't have, you know, 20 or a hundred trillion damn tokens because he stopped it whenever it was getting out of control. But, but could, couldn't he done that? Couldn't he have done that earlier? He no. could have, in a sense, but not really because they were trying to fight it. So another thing that caused it, so the stock market, it has, um, it has like a breaker in it. So the stock market, their algorithms were able to like track certain moves like that to where it can shut the stock market down completely. But this algorithm just didn't have that in it. And it, they also didn't think that somebody would come rolling around with like, fucking billions of dollars and try to um, attack it. Um, but one reason they did attack it is because they, they did know from insider information and just tracking wallets that there wasn't enough collateral to defend the DPEG. Okay. And how, and how, um, what's the situation with the depths um, there is on, um, uh, I think $900 million depths on um i think on bitcoin on or the, i don't know exactly where the debt is but who is going to pay that thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was part one of a three or possibly four part Chippy space children of the atom recorded on saturday september 17th 2022 for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening 
down the street in my 6 I never had a 6 A kid can wish though I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for I'm feeling blissful, I got a missus My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission I'm singing this song, got a couple albums out We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about Like to feed the fishbowl, keep my stories mystical I like my beats, boom, bap and rap to be lyrical I'm feeling cynical, craving a little ritual Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle I keep looking it, looking it, looking But never find nothing We've been lied to thinking this surprise Under super secret lies Motherfucker sneak inside Going dark now Believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now Believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now Believe me when I say this shit is do or die Trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while I wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the... Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck. Ten spaces.